<laughs> Welcome everybody to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and craft beer, occasionally dancing. Occasionally. No dancing now, from now on though. That's it. We're done. Strictly no. games and beer. What about if it, we're talking about Just Dance? That's fine. 2022. Hey, then we can, then we can uh, we, even then, we're not going to talk about it because it's an Ubisoft game and fuck Ubisoft. Oh, yeah, True. shit. Um, anyway, I'm Ben. It's episode 268. <laughs> I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hey, I yeah. didn't do mocap for Just Dance. Somebody else. <laughs> but I'm just as talented. That's true. I completely agree. And we're also here with Adol. Hey. Hey. Did you do mocap for anything? No. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> In that Jesus game. That was Jesus game. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. There's got to be Jesus. There's many Jesus games, I would assume. I mean, I'm sure there's a... Let's kick off. Let's kick off with some bits. There, there was, there was like, I am Christ or something like that. Or, like... I can't remember. There was this theme game that people were like, oh, you get to play as Jesus Christ. It was just mm. some asset flip game that mm. got a trailer somehow. And yeah, I think you can make. What did you do? Bread out of <laughs> more bread and uh, water out of wa- no, wine out of water. Fish out of grass or something. Fish. Yeah, I think he yeah, feeds the fish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all sounds plausible. Lakes in the water. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this game because I, I, I didn't, you know, fall over and knock myself on the head. While you're, definitely wh- whilst game. everyone's doing their Jesus research, uh, Lucy, you've already started <laughs> drinking. Yeah, it was um, just with dinner. Mm. Um, this is from. Is that the name of the brewery? Uh, it says Forest and Main. Forest of Maine and Beak, so I'm guessing collaboration. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you heard of either of these before? Yeah, I've had beer from Beak before. Okay. Um, uh, Forest of Maine in Pennsylvania, so probably that's why hmm. I've heard of them. Ah, Maine with and, an E, then, oh, I would assume. And the Beak Brewery are in... Over here, wherever Lewis... 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 Um, yeah, it was a, it's a, uh, Saison 6.5% called Cliff. Um, it's okay. It's not, I picked it up because Saisons are just few and far between. She's mm. <laughs> sad even coming into like the heat of summer. Um, mm. but yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, it's a bit, maybe I didn't leave it in the fridge for long enough because, okay. you know, nothing better than a nice cold Saison. Um, I don't know if a bit of flatness because it was just a bit too warm or, or something, but it's still getting nice estuary, um, like clovey flavors from it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. Mm. Poured a nice color as well, so nice cloudy, uh, slightly off straw color. Nice. It's okay. It's okay. Not the best days on. Oh, okay, well, sure. that's fair. That's fair. Are you going to smash that one back and, and open another one up in this initial round? Do you think? Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll so. roll all the way through then. Adol, what are you drinking first? Uh, I'm drinking this beer, which is called the Kingmaker 2021 Ooh, by Buxton, Buxton Brewery. It's a triple ipa, a tripler, <laughs> a tipper, <laughs> tipper. Out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've seen so many tippers lately. Yeah, yeah. I had like absolutely. seven downstairs. <laughs> it's just, yeah, is, is it in vogue or? I guess, yeah. 
Um, right. So it's by Buxton. Um, when the hurly burly's done, when the battle's lost and won. That's all the flavor text. It's a weird couplet. It's a 10.5% triple IPA. It has no information on the hops and that are in it. That's all I got. It is okay. very sweaty on the tin. Mm. Uh, probably because it's, well, real hot in this room. <laughs> it's it's muggy. It, it is. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's, that's influenced the beers that I have um, picked this evening as well. Mm. I'm going to kick off with a milkshake IPA. Uh, it's from New Bristol Brewery called The Boogie Below. It's 5%. It's got a lovely little soft landscape scene on it. Um, they do have a little bit of flavour text occasionally. Yes. Packed with mango, pineapple, coconut and citrus flavours. Smooth and creamy with a rounded bitterness. All making for one wildly tropical IPA. Uh, it's got Citra, Idaho 7 and Sabro in. Mm. Has it got lactose and stuff? Uh, it's a milkshake IPA, so I think it does. Yeah, oats, wheat, lactose, barley. Cool. So that's what I'm going to have because it's hot, and I wanted something sort of, you know, kind of a bit more refreshing, but something a bit more full-bodied mm. as well. That makes sense. Mm. Are you a fan of milkshake IPAs usually? Um, okay. Yeah, I've, I've had Just a few which on... have been very good. I've had a few which have been mm. just. Not very good. (laughs) So we'll see what new Bristol uh, have got exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Right. We'll get these poured. Lucy, what are you Mm. going to open? Um, I also uh, dressed for the weather and Mm. uh, I have (sighs) a beer from Grimm in Brooklyn, New York. Nice. is their full name Grim Artisanal? I can't remember. Uh, anyway, this is called Purple Prose. It is Foda fermented golden sour ale with black currants and raspberries. Hmm. Okay. Six percent. It's one pint mine fluid ounces. Ah. It's bottled this year, so it hasn't, you know, had time to age or anything. But oops, bring it in frame. Nice. Nice art in the bottle. Mm, that is nice. Mm. Yeah, purple prose. So. Oh, I've got yeah, condensation all over me. <laughs> it's dripping everywhere. Um, perfect, perfect. Adol, we'll roll back round then mm. to you for the Buxton. What what percentage uh, was it you said, a tipper? 10.5. Okay. Um, but also, I have been informed... That um, the couplet is from Macbeth. Ah, nice. Okay. So that's where the Kingmaker 2021 makes a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at this. Poor, very cloudy, nice and yellow. Yeah, very. I'd say it's a little more honey colored um, in person than in this very yellow lit room. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting. Um, some nice tropical notes like mango and a little bit of maybe peach or apricot. Hmm. Um, it's, it's almost like a creamsicle version of the mango or the tropical fruit. Like there's just a sweetness coming along with it as well. 
Hmm. That sweetness, creamsicle stuff. It's quite creamy, nice, thick, and velvety. Coming mm-hmm. obviously from the ten percent plus. Finish is quite sweet, tropical right now. Okay. Hmm. But there's a, lo- a lovely, slightly piney bitterness that sits below everything. But I think probably just because of the richness of the alcohol. That sweetness um, is just way more pervasive than I would think. So, like, there's moments where I'm like, ah, yes, there's that bitter. And then it's, like, crowded away. Um, mm, And now I'm getting a bit of, like, more tangerine-type sweetness. No, mandarin. That's the the sweet, slightly citrus. This is... Really refreshing, and after a day of fighting technology and perhaps losing years of work, exactly what I was needing. I was avoiding, I was avoiding the drink earlier, um, knowing that I would be uh, having the this, this, and another reasonably strong beer. I think mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yep. So I didn't. There's don't any wanna... reason to drink. That might that might mm. mean it. It's true. Technology just failing. Yeah. Um. There's something else going on that I can't quite place, but mostly I'm. Really enjoying now that my I've sort of gotten used to um, some of the other tastes that there is this sort of mandarin flavor coming out along with a lingering light p- piney bitterness, which it, which is interesting because I think because the citrus is so sweet, it's, I'm not getting the standard. Well, it's got a bit of bitter and a bit of citrus. Must be grapefruit. I'm getting none of that because all the citrus is up with the um, sugar. The sweetness, yeah, yeah, and the um, the bitterness is like way more reserved, so obviously separate, kind of below everything. And like I said, just it's a it's like just a slightly piney bitterness. It's a really interesting beer, uh, and I suspect I'll uh, by the end of it I'll have sussed out the, the, the these cloudy notes a little more. But yeah, really enjoying it. Great, good, amazing, cool. Um, this new Bristol, um. It's a little bit weak. I don't know whether it's the 5%, but everything is a little bit sort of dialed back, it feels like, in this straight away kind of initial thought. Yeah. It looks like it has no carbonation. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't yeah. at all. Pulled with almost no head. You can see a few little bubbles sort of uh, popping up, but again, it's a little more washed out on my camera than I think it actually is in person. But very, very light mango on the nose. Super, super light. And that comes through in the flavour as well. It is very, very light in flavour, but you get that mango and you get a tiny, tiny hint in that pineapple as well. It's it's there. It's almost like sort of like a tropical fruit juice, but not as a juice, like as a squash, like a tropical fruit squash that you've had lots of water um, put in with it, but then mixed mm. with coconut water as well. So again, you've got that coconut taste. It's a little bit refreshing, but those kind of two bits, that kind of tropical squash here and that coconut water are kind of not quite sort of gelling with each other very well. Mm. Um, And they, I mean, it works well enough that it isn't um, sort of egregious. It isn't a horrible flavor. It's just, here's the tropical fruits, Here's a bit of the coconut, and then it goes into this slightly more creamy 
kind of finish to it, which yeah. uh, the lactose and I think the oats are doing a little bit of lifting mm. towards the end. Not getting much bitterness off it at all. Um, the, the the sort of the creaminess doesn't really run through the entire sort of flavour. It is this finish that very much says milkshake IPA rather than the entire beer. So it's a little bit disappointing in that sort of respect, saying that it's sort of a milkshake IPA. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, but you just don't get it in the body in the. Um, and that the main flavour of the beer. So it's kind of It's easy enough. And I think it yeah. would be one of those beers that I was like you know, you go out, you see it on tap, and it might be your first sort of two thirds of a night just to sort of ease you in to uh to a session. Now, it was only about five percent, something like that. Uh blah, 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 blah. yeah, five percent. So on a hot day, you, it, it, it is sort of refreshing, but I would think that there are beers out there which will do that better for you. There are milkshake IPAs out there which will be more milkshake, more in the style uh, out there as well. And there'll be more beers which have a bigger hit to them at, at 5% as well that have pack a bit more flavour at that lower ABV. So I think it just tries to do a bit too much, really. Mm. It doesn't quite hit those heights that New Bristol normally do. So, <clears throat> I'll keep drinking it, obviously. <laughs> uh, but Lucy, oh, yes. we'll come to you for Grim. It is not Grim. Perfect. Um, lovely red. Mm, very red. Uh, very red. Very, well, it's opaque completely. Um, mm. Yeah, nice. Uh, slightly pink, like one finger head, but still getting a bit of carbonation in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already had a sip, but it's it's really good. It's not quite on the levels of I don't know Cantillon or anything. Sure. Um, I think I think it probably could have done with like aging a bit more, and I think that would like really enhance the flavour. But yeah, definitely getting those um, red berries in there. A raspberry, um, in fact, mostly raspberry. I'd say. Yeah, very tart. So, if it's your first sour beer, maybe not go for this one. <laughs> mm. Ease yeah, yourself it's, in it's elsewhere. Lovely, yeah, that lovely. I mean, it doesn't sound appealing for people who don't like sours, but that mm. nice, slight acridity and like vinegar to it mm-hmm. where it's like yeah it's, it's, it's a really well made sour and um, I'd love to know what like the like blending process was with this because it feels like if you age this it could you know almost sit on a level as like a canteen yeah. or, 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 or or you know the best lambic's about but yeah this is good um, it's really refreshing it's perfect for this kind of weather amazing um yeah, New York continuing to doing the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've had uh, an American beer or a US brewed beer. Yeah, that isn't an IPA or a double IPA. Hmm. <laughs> Probably. Or a pale. Just or, a coast. or East Coast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever had, say, like a, a, a sour from uh, from a US brewery. Uh, I, I don't know whether that's because it, of the beers that I 
tend to mm-hmm. gravitate towards when I'm in the sort of in the bottle shop, uh, or maybe just sort of what we get available over here. Well, uh, yeah, possibly because uh, I think like um, you know a lot of like New England and you know New York have adopted uh, you know have looked over to Belgium and adopted mm. tried to adopt that kind of you know practices you know and and a lot of them do like uh brew like lambic beers now, yeah but, um yeah it's, i think it's just about availability because people queue up around the corner for some of those uh yeah american breweries which is uh insane but uh, i guess i you know i get it <laughs> i get it absolutely but, if you lived around the corner know, from them you probably would yeah laughing yeah but Anyone out of state or <laughs> or anything else, it's like gonna be hard to hard to get. Travelling every yeah, it's, Friday it's, it's, for that beer drop. <laughs> yeah, just take a ferry across the uh, <laughs> Atlantic, um, which is kind of in line with a game I need to talk about. Oh, if you're if you're finished with your beer, we'll launch straight in, Lucy. Go for it. I just made that segue in my head, so it's it like perfect. this is perfect, amazing. Um, it's called Overboard, which is the most recent game from Inkle. Ah. Um, they, they like, just surprise dropped it a few mm. weeks ago. Um, I think they said that they only spent, like, four months or something in the, uh, developing it. Mm. Which is, you know, really interesting, you know, and just... It, it, it sounds good to have, like... I know, like, Biffle Games do this kind of, like, very small project thing, see how quickly can get it out, you know, if you know, without overscoping mm. in that time. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's not quite. It's more like eighty days in the last couple Inkle ga- games that they put out, like uh, Heaven's Vault and uh, Pendragon. It's more, it's, it's more akin to eighty days. Mm. Uh, the premise of the game is you're this wife of like, probably this, you know, upper class, maybe aristocrat, uh, aristocrat. Aristocrat, rather, <laughs> not the Disney film. I mean, <laughs> Aris- it's a shame it's not both. <laughs> Sadly, no, no cats in the game that I found. But um, uh, yeah, you basically the, the, the wife of this like um, upper upper class gentleman. You, the start of the game is you tip him overboard at the ship. Um, you're on this like <laughs> ship, you know, transatlantic ship going from uh, the UK to the US because they're going to settle there because it turns out um, your husband uh, probably blew all his money on gambling oh, <laughs> or something, what? or just bad investments mm. and it's like, find a new life in America um, yeah, so this this very start of the game it's like, you know uh, you hear this um, this dialogue, this like kind of scuffle between uh, this woman and her husband tips him overboard and then it's the next morning, and basically you have to try and get away with murder by um, convincing everyone on the ship uh, that you did not kill your husband. Okay, um, you've it's it's really interesting because it's it, it's it's I think it's about you've got about seven eight hours um, at that point until you until you dock into New York, um, and it, it, presumably she's just going to run off the boat and go live a happy life in America. Uh, just run off to the west or Alaska or mm. something, and not be found ever again. But so you have this—you have this time frame, and um, 
all these different actions that you can do on on the boat um, basically eats up time throughout your day. So there's there's several different characters on the boat um, who could all potentially be eyewitnesses right. to the murder, yeah, right, or you know just be nosy or have a grudge against you. Um, like there's one character who you know had you know had this lover's tryst, had this you know kind of affair with your husband, oh. and she doesn't like you. Or there's this you know uh, middle aged you know very stereotypical middle-aged woman who's like very gossipy and it's like <laughs> oh I, w- I was there when you know at night and the- and there's the- all these different characters and it's it's about interacting with them um it- it's sort of like like on a uh, kind of get like a sort of like a sexy brutal kind mm-hmm. of time loop where it's like i need to get this done by this time so that this person doesn't see this, or this person doesn't right. notice this, or this person isn't curious about this. So, uh, just one early example is, uh, you, you have two earrings, but you lost one of the earrings in the scuffle. So that earring is now on the deck where you push your husband over. So if someone looking around there picks it up and notices, they're going to be like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. And there's different dialogue options. It's like, okay, that's not mine, or that is mine. How did it get there? Or mm. you can, that can be the first thing you do that day. You can go and get that earring, pick it up before that person right. gets there. So, um, so there's, there's yeah, it's all these different. Is it sort of a mm. set of uh, of kind of you pick sort of like the different actions that you have to do, and that may then elicit conversation kind of with characters yeah. that you yeah. you meet along the way, sort of thing. Yeah, mm. or conversely, it um, makes that character not have that dialogue option then to be suspicious yes. or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a really interesting kind of mechanic, and um, it, the day loops very quickly. It, each day you can you can skip through dialogue because it is a game meant to be replayed. Mm. Um, it's very unlikely that you'll probably get away with murder on the first go. So <laughs> right. it's about learning like who these characters are, what they suspect, where they are at what time during the day. How do I make them less suspicious? Mm. How do I get these characters on side? How do I do this and that? And so it loops. You play several loops. Um, well, as long as you want to, but, you know, I'd like to get away with murder. So it, it, it's <laughs> basically you pick up the information each time. And there are some things that are, like, persistent. So if you, like, you know, flirt with this one character and have, you know... <laughs> your way with him at a certain point in the game he's going to be on side for the rest of the um for, for each time loop right which is interesting so it's not like you have to go do that kind of um that narrative you don't have to go on down that narrative route again mm. because that would get tedious. it's like okay then i have to seduce him and then i have to do this and then i have to do this it would be, become very regimented yeah, yeah. and samey whereas um with this with the way the game works it's like okay I, I've got him on side I don't have to worry about our interactions you still have some interactions and you still need to do some things but it's like that's one narrative route that I've like checked off I've ticked mm-hmm. off and it, and it mm-hmm. sort of has like this um, this checklist as well um, to it um, but yeah that's I, I, I don't want to get too much into spoiler territory because it you know it is a narrative game, mm-hmm. so I probably won't touch too much on the narrative. But those are the main beats. But I, I, I really, yeah, it's re- I really like mm. that idea that 
those choices and some of the things that you make persist through those different runs because it it yeah. means that you don't have to just play you know it's not that you play it a certain way and then one decision is what kind of catches you out mm-hmm. and then you play it the second time and you play it all the way through and like haha I won't make that decision I'll make the opposite one and that's the only sort of thing that, that, that throws you through there must be so many branching paths in this and so many decisions that you can yeah. make that they've decided to allow that to persist kind of through which is really nice allows you to experience yeah. everything yeah. but also I would think gives you a sense of progress as well that you're not just Mm. batting your head against the wall you're doing those checklist kind of things and then Mm -hmm. you know it might be run 10 it might be run 20 it might be run 40 but at some point you'd have hit all of those checklist things and that will kind of be it you would have you've sort of done everything and will get away with it essentially yeah yeah and um Exactly that. There is progression. It, it, it feels like you're being rewarded for, you know, your sleuthing, your, mm. you know, um, finding information out, trying new things. And it also brings, you know, builds this quality of life, um, like, uh, what's the word? It, it's sort of like, you can skip the dialogue. Basically, right. oh, repeated okay. dialogue, you can skip mm. it. So right. it's not like you're having to go through text, like nice. pressing A, 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 A. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's the like, jump mm. cut in a time-looping TV show or movie. Yeah. Mm. You know, they, they start the conversation and they jump cut to the end so that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that tells you that nothing changed in the middle from what you said last time. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. You can skip and you can, like, sleep through, like, most of your journey. So it's like, I have to meet this person at the in, like, the... Uh, chapel on the uh, on the on the boat here at three o'clock i maybe i don't want to do anything else on this run um because i just want to see what that 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 is yeah but um it, it's got it's it's quite funny it, i i think i think it it's not frustrating because these runs are very quick and you can skip dialogue um but it's always like <laughs> there's this one person who's like but what about this and it is like sitting like 1920s uh you know um, that era, so it's like there's no DNA testing, so it's just like, oh, well, you were up there with yours. Yeah, <laughs> must have been you. <laughs> you know, you didn't just fall overboard. Um, but yeah, there's. Uh, <laughs> I I find that more funny than frustrating, where it's just like, oh, but what about this? And it's like, who are you? <laughs> you just came out of the woodwork and now you painting me for murder. Just some bloke turns up like ah, suspicion. Yeah, I saw you do it. <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny because you're like, okay, I've set this up, I've set this up, this, this is this is going perfect, mm. and then this guy, he's uh, ex navy man. No, no, sorry, I think it's just ex army army. Mm. He, 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 uh, he was in the services, and he just comes out of nowhere and just says, "Well, you know, your 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 earring was up there. It must have been you or something like that." Yeah, it's everyone else I, is just I, like, I "Oh, he's, he's ex-army. He's obviously, he's, you know, he yeah, must, yeah. must be right." <laughs> who, who cares him. what this woman says? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the dialogue's are really good, as you'd expect for mm-hmm. an Inkle game. Most of it's reading. Um, only only parts of it are like voice acted. Um, but the little bits of voice acting uh, are really good. It's like at the end of the day when you know if you've been caught or not or basically you can not be framed for his you know not be caught for his murder 
But if it's deemed as a suicide, it means you don't get any of his money. Oh. <laughs> so oh. There's no insu- there's no insurance payout. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, okay. And you just hear us say, oh, bugger. And it's, it's just <laughs> That's really, really funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a really really neat idea. Um, nice. for for only a couple of months worth of work, it's it's yeah, it's it's really interesting. Another good Inkle game. So. Perfect. That's oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Mm. Amazing. I think it's on Switch, PC, iOS, and probably Android. What did you play on this? Switch. Mm-hmm. Just the per. Well, it's a perfect console for everything, isn't it? So. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you say you've put into it? Oh gosh, I'd I'd have to I'd have to look on my switch, which probably wouldn't tell me anyway. Um, probably about <sighs> damn it, bless you. Probably about three hours, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's I'm just gonna... just a wild guess. Yeah. I'm going to go blow my nose. My hay fever's <laughs> clearly kicking in, and now, <laughs> luckily to you. I only managed to miss one sneeze before I hit the mute. <laughs> I, I thought you did very well. Oh man, the, the, the Kim and Evelyn have just been streaming mm. all day. Wow. I, I I think I had it like once for like one summer. <clears throat> and then nowadays it's like there may be one day of the entire year that I get in really? and for the rest I'm fine, yeah. yeah. Or I'm at Adil's house and his Canadian cat just <laughs> destroys me, which is bizarre. It sits on you and you're like, oh, brilliant. I just, it just <laughs> yeah, hits me. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely yeah. all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One tiny bit of cat hair goes back to Birmingham with you as well and just ruins you yeah. for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in The Simpsons when the koala's on the, on the <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's strange. Mm. That pollen. That's it. No good. It's obviously, it's obviously Bristol's obviously hit with it today, with the cloud coverage as mm-hmm. well, and it being a bit more muggy. It's all just stayed around mm. for everyone. Anyway, video games. Um, we're going to roll through pretty quickly this evening because E3 happened, and I think there's probably a lot to talk about. You're muted still. Uh, there's probably a lot to talk about um, around. Our favourite bits. Uh, but I want to make sure, uh, Adam, we get a bit of time with you as well. Um, if there's any games that you wanted to talk about this week. Sure. I played a game this week. It was called... Oh, my audio is not working. Beasts of Oh, Tara- the photo one. Varian. Yeah, I, thank you. Beasts, Beasts of, of Mar- Maravilla Island, or mm. Maravilla yeah. Island, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Maravilla. I, yeah, I, I prefer Maravilla because it sounds like Maravilloso. Um, and it's supposed to be like this marvelous place. Uh, it's a third person Pokemon Snap alike, mm-hmm. except you, it is exactly what I was saying I wanted, um, in that type mm-hmm. of game when, when Lucy was saying, oh yeah, you're on rails and you have to just repeat things. Instead, it's like you have segments of the, Forest, well, uh, different biomes, but essentially like a forest, a cave, sorry, a jungle, uh, and then like a forest nighttime thing, and then a, part of that was a cave. I only did the first two areas. I think there's probably only one, maybe two more, just just judging by the thing. And yeah, you 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 are a a, a granddaughter in the sense that a, you're, you have your grandfather's notebook, and he 
you decide to go look for this magic island he told you about as when you were a kid and it turns out it's real and you find the island and you are it's full of magical miraculous creatures you basically have to and you have to find all the plants butterflies bugs um and some other thing and then there's a primary animal which will have four or five behaviors that you have to capture um and it's very easy, except I missed one <laughs> bug in my second area and that annoyed the crap out of me. Uh, but when you get was to the... Was it Caterpie? Hmm? Was it, was it Caterpie? I don't know. I missed it. <laughs> um, so, quick quick rundown, though. It, you know, you, you have the camera and you go into first-person mode when you hit start camera and you've got a static frame and you've got, like, D-pad to zoom in a little bit and to change your height a little bit. And the clicking in on the L stick will crouch, um, and that's all you have. Um, as Ben asked, there's no aperture, which mm. is unfortunate. But basically, you're framing shots, and if the thing is in the middle, so basically, there's like the the there's slightly gray bars on the top and bottom of the screen that tell you that's not going to be in the framing of the photo because standard photo um, aspect ratio is different than 1920 by 1080 mm -hmm. right um, and then there's in on that there's a big rectangle just like a camera that sort of says this is which normally would be on a rangefinder which is what it's trying to imitate be this is what you're actually going to take a picture of but actually it takes a picture wider which is yeah. fine uh, they don't have to be experts at how rangefinder cameras work I guess um, and then there's an internal one which is usually used for focus um, but that's also the internal sort of half square um, is whatever's in the middle of that will be what it thinks you're taking the picture of. And so when you're trying to take pictures of like a new frog, it has to be pretty central to the frame, kind of like you were saying Pokemon Snap was, which is fine, right? If the idea is like, <laughs> it's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, what I like it's, is it's an AI judging thing. Well, like, and, it, and this AI is just yeah. judging what are you taking a picture of, and then your okay. camera memory is very oddly capped at twenty images per thing, which mm -hmm. is a little odd because um, if you're that trying to take like a wide shot of a bunch of things, but you've taken a bunch of shots of say, I really like that frog. Oh, I've taken twenty of that frog, and in this wide shot. There's a frog <laughs> in the middle. It's going to be like you're taking a picture <laughs> oh, yeah. of this frog. Sorry, yeah. you've got 20 yeah. shots of it, which I never actually hit. So I'm just saying, like, mm -hmm. theoretically, it's just a weird bound. Um, but I get because yeah. it's trying to categorize it because you have a photo book, essentially. Like You're like, oh, look at my photos. And then it's like puts them in categories. And there's a great one, which is a dumping ground, which didn't seem to have a cap, which is like nature shots, which is basically whatever. Um, and what I liked about it was, as Ben uh, saw and commented on in the stream, was I kind of was just wandering about. Like, once I took the picture of the thing, I was like, cool, I have one. And in the first, in the beginning of a little while, I was like, okay, you can have a main picture of the stack of, say, all the things of the uh, banana bird, parrot, mm. or banana bird, whatever it was called. Um um, and you could pick which one was at the forefront. After a few times of doing that, I'm like, ah, I don't care. I'll just like <laughs> the, the photo album didn't entice me enough, probably because you couldn't do any further editing, etc. Um, mm. So it's like, oh, I kind of like being able to look through these shots. Um, 
but I'm not really fussed about which like, just because the first shot I took of this that thing was bad. I don't really care if it's on the top. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I'm fine to just click on the thing, see all the shots of the of the thing I had, and maybe delete some in case I bump into it again. Um, I do think that if they had done a little more, given that like that's the primary gameplay mechanic besides like wandering about and some some de- decent little puzzle things like some plants. There's like a spotlight plant which you take a picture with your flash and then it blossoms and shoots a beam of light and then you can aim that beam of light to do various things like have a plant that was docile grow into a huge beanstalk so you can climb it later um that kind of thing is really cool i like that it's light and puzzly it's clearly not meant to be difficult and so like almost all of the find it like the the so the in the first area you have these bird monkeys that you've decided to call binkies um and it's like see them with their tails twinned together see them gliding see them singing seeing them dancing and there's literally like if you just follow the path of the game it'll like hit you like a, a static area it'll do a little cutscene and be like now they're doing this you should whistle and maybe they'll whistle back and then you they're and like even in the secondary, it was pretty handholdy. Of the, you are definitely in the situation where you will see the activity that they are asking for, which I thought was actually better, even for someone who likes more challenge. Because then mm-hmm. I could just, I like the the checklist to make sure I'm like paying attention and going through the game. But then as soon as I started paying attention, I was kind of just taking pictures as I wandered around and just yeah. trying to take interesting shots. And, like, lining up, and then, so the minimal zoom I had kind of sucked, but there was also, like, this moment where there were these butterflies that were on a log, and I, like, walked up, I'm like, oh, the best framing would be, like, a bit closer, but I'm a little hesitant, took the shot, took one step, and they all left, and I was like, this is, this is what, like, nature photography kind of is like, right? You have to sacrifice pure composition based on the limitation of your gear and scaring the animals away, and it, it captured that in a really cool way. Um, it's just, yeah, I wish the, like, photo engine, for lack of a better term, just had a little more, um, literal depth, um, because when everything is always in focus, you just, like, you can take a shot where, like, there's this flower in the foreground, but you kind of want it to, like, I was just trying, I was engaged enough with the photography the game wants me to do that I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if I had this blown out orchid and this frog in the foreground or whatever. Um, but actually, it's just this very clear orchid and this very clear frog. And that's not that's not the shot type of shot I was trying to make. And there was no way to have anything out of focus. Which, like, I was, ha- I was quite happy with, um, hey, I've just got a rangefinder. So you're going to have minimal zoom and minimal framing. And you have to wander around and try and crouch and do whatever to make it work. But then it was like, ah, but I want to do more because you're letting me do more. Like I really felt like I was going on a photo walk with my camera. And then I was like, ah, but I'm not with my camera. Uh, mm. So that just was a little disappointing. Um, other than that, my only real complaint was like when you're climbing, you can't go into selfie mode or even take a picture mode. Which, having been a photographer who's like climbed a thing to take a better angle on a thing, I was like, and some of the coolest shots of like the environment were when you were climbing up because you had depth, right? You had mm-hmm. this height of where where you were coming from shrinking and where you were going. 
and there was no way to capture that, like, the majesty of the world they made. Because you couldn't hit use camera while climbing. And it's fine. It was, like, literally that's just a minor complaint because I was like, oh, that would be a cool shot. Oh, I can't make it. <laughs> um, but I think it's a really neat uh, game. Uh, nice and simple, but really, like, interesting. And, like, all the creature designs were pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. when you go into the nighttime area, instead of looking for birds, you're looking for bats. And all, a lot of um, – they're like mashup animals, right? Like banana, uh, hibiscus, birds, um, you know – the woolly bat, which has like looks like a sheep on the inside and is all white, like really cute. Um, and the puzzles, like I said, were were pretty light based, which was good mm-hmm. for a photography game. But also that made me wish that there was more dynamic light in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I have no idea how much it was because um, we got a key. Our uh, beasts of Marvia. Uh, I will look up on Steam right now. Oh uh, yeah, I played it on Steam. I think it's on other things. Okay. Uh, Could be uh, on Switch. Yeah, it is Could currently six forty seven on Steam, but normally seven nineteen. Ah, so that nice. Sounds and, like a good price. Yeah. 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 Is, that's and that's what I remember looking up and like, oh, this makes sense. Like this is a great mm-hmm. few yeah. hours, really interesting, pretty unique. Still, I would say um, gameplay. Um. It is indeed also on the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4 and the X-Bone. Okay. Okay. Well, everything. It, you see, this... could go both ways, couldn't it? Like, Pokemon Snap, people finish Pokemon Snap. I want something more akin to that. I'm now, uh, you know, in this very weird niche kind of mm. game space. I, I'm looking for other things and people look to that. Uh, or, yeah. conversely... And, and hopefully not. It's like I got my fill from Pokemon Snap. It, it would be better if this came out, you know, before the new Pokemon Snap was even mm, announced. Yeah, so yeah, it could go either way, you know. Um, hopefully, it's the former because th- th- that happens with me sometimes. It's like I, I play one game and it's like I want to look for something else in that genre, and I look to other, you know, other other games with other budgets, other devs, you know. So hopefully, it can only um, yeah. Do well, I mean, given Pokemon Snap I mean, I like. I think there's in a a big difference with the walking yourself versus being on rails, mm-hmm. and obviously not being a Pokemon thing. Um, yeah, will... I think is helpful. Like, yeah. it's going to draw the people who are like, ah, oh, I want more picture game. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually, so in that sense, I think it's probably doing going to be like more likely to get people from Pokemon Snap. Than they would have otherwise. Well, the, think? Yeah, yeah there, there'll always there always been a, be a few people that played Pokemon Snap because it's a Pokemon game. Oh yeah, and I'm saying you're never getting them from yeah. like before. So basically, what I'm saying is, if this released before Pokemon Snap, these people wouldn't pay attention to that game, and if it's come after, they still wouldn't. But mm-hmm. the people who are sort of interested in like that type of gameplay, I think, mm-hmm. will find hopefully find some fruit from it um and then nice. when they have the fruit they'll glow and then someone will take a picture <laughs> of them because it's on a checklist <laughs> yes brilliant uh how, how you're saying the game felt easy um and pokemon snap is a pretty chill game but it seems like the way they put 
difficulty in Pokemon Snap. Um, you can say artificially and not to anybody's benefit or whatever mm. you want if you don't like this kind of difficulty, which I think you had, you know, when, when I was talking to you about it, it seems like this would frustrate you. The fact that it's like you're on rails and it's like you have to like go through the whole thing again to get that perfect yeah. shot, which seems like it, it seems like there should be a happy medium between um, the Beast game and Pokemon where it's like, you have that difficulty in like getting that perfect shot, but it's not a case of like, oh you know, this, this thing on rails on the track it's gone, that's it, you have to do it again or um, you know, things flying off or mm. it it can kind of it can kind of be on yeah. rails and, and and take you through a sort of a set path, but just allow you to control that movement. Yeah, I think if you could pause, pause mm-hmm. or or reverse, yeah. I think that would change a lot mm. of my life worry about. But like what I liked about, but I also, um, I, as I said on the stream, like there's a there's a thing I, a, a joke photographers have about manual zoom, which is getting closer to the subject. Yeah. And with wildlife photography, that's very much a trade-off of being noticed, scaring them off, mm-hmm. etc. But I really enjoyed doing that, and I think being on a rails path, and no matter what you do, you can't like approach uh, approach the subject in different angles or try and get mm-hmm. closer. Because obviously, even if you are sitting here and you zoom all the way in on a telephoto lens, on like a zoom lens, um, versus walking like getting closer to the subject on the same vector you're still gonna have a different type of picture just because of the way the physics works uh so it is it's still a trade-off in that sense but obviously none of these games are super photography the photography they're not photography games right Mm -hmm. they're photo games for lack of a better you know what i mean like they're not trying to do the things where you have all this control or you're thinking about all these things Mm -hmm. um the so I, I think they live in, in in a good space, but I, I do think that yeah, if this game was on rails, but you like because the path was pretty much the path was on rails, like hmm. except for that one time it's I got like, lost because I didn't realize the path was a loop to another path because I, I got distracted, um, and I'm bad at video games. Um, <laughs> except for that moment, uh, it was very obvious what I was supposed to do, and that, that's actually why I was like, oh, I missed a bug near the end because I was like, I'm sure I've hit everything, but. Also, my one complaint, which maybe I shouldn't have because I missed the thing, was um, when you're in photo mode and you're zooming, looking around, it'll just say new in the middle. Or So if you see something you've already seen, it says the full name of the thing, which I, I like. But if you mm-hmm. haven't taken a picture thing, it says new. And you can literally just like pixel hunt, essentially. Just like, oh, oh it says new, take a picture. And a couple times I'm like... It says new. I have no idea what's there. Took a picture. It still says new. Took a picture. And it turns out that behind a plant was another plant and also a bug that sometimes was looping through. But they were not in the picture at all. Right. The only way I figured it out was because I was like, okay, I want to know what this thing is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't take a picture of the lily pad in the last place. It was the lily pad. I know because now it's telling me lily pad on the label. And then it was this thing that I didn't see because it's like the 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 bugs loop was just wider than I waited for. 
And then later on, I went, I'm like, oh, what's that thing? It's new. And it's like, oh, you already have it. I'm like, oh, that was the thing that I accidentally took a picture of. But I had these three pictures of the same, of the plant, where the one picture was of the plant. And then two of the same, and the following pictures were of the things behind the plant. And I think, again, I, I understand it for difficulty reasons. Like, you want to yeah. be able to just hunt. But I wish these, like, it would be kind of cool if you could flip both of those options mm. the one of the i've labeled i'm labeling what you see and the, uh, for just for like pure aesthetic reasons if someone doesn't want it but more importantly the new flag um because then then it would be like then i think it would be not having the depth of photography would be less of a, a hindrance because it would become much more of a trying to find the things game yeah and you'd also use your your book a little bit more as well wouldn't you to be like yeah. what what have i seen what is in this picture that i you know where i can see that i've got yeah, or like th- there's a bat over there is that a bat that i've captured before yes it's uh, yeah, how many bats have perfect, i had yeah. yeah 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 so just and i think that would be a thing you could easily do it would be to, to flip those mm. um but yeah that's probably enough uh, on mm. beasts of marvi at maravi island or whatever think, it's called I think, I think i think the last time <laughs> Uh, well, since our Pokemon Snap dis- discussion, mm. I think since then, Umurongi Generation came out on Switch, I think. And, mm. which seems more like it's into that, you know, like kind of, you know, more photography based rather than it's not on rails or anything yeah. like that. And, and, I mean, hmm. yeah, I guess what I want to say is I want the gameplay to just be snapshots. Mm hmm. For simplicity, but I'd love if you had control over the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be I a nice might be balance of the of them. Yeah, I definitely have to take a look. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then there's Alba, which I think came to most things recently. Yes, which is just not even no photography stuff. There, it's just a very nice, pleasant adventure. Yeah, just a, a, again a, a, a cataloging game. And actually, actually one of yeah. the mm-hmm. one of the games that stuck out to me from E3 was a similar sort of game as well. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in there yeah. a little bit. Um, who's ready for another beer? I'll I mean, be by the time you guys are. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Have, by the time we go around the hall, well, I'll, I will be. I'll, I'll, why don't you, you start, first, Ben? ben. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah. Lucy, I've got this. If you want to go second or third, let me know. Um, I'll go second. I am going to drink uh, a beer from Track. It is called Broken Clouds. It's one of their gold top double IPAs. Oh, gold cans. Oh. Uh, it has got Citra, Galaxy, and Rakao in it. 8.5%. Uh, zero flavor what, text. What was the last one? Sorry. Uh, Raka- R A K A U. That might be a new one for Raka- me. Raka- yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, no, no qualms about the pronunciation. I just don't think I've, I've, I've ever no, seen fair. that one before. Yeah. Uh, it's also got like barley oats. Oh, Zealand. this, this has got lactose in as well. Okay. Oh, Fair hmm. enough. Cool. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We'll see. Apparently, it's um, its characteristics are ah. passion fruit, tropical fruit, and its a uh, its aromas are described as the whole orchard uh, and <laughs> high on the quality of bitterness and um, 
The dominant fruitness is fresh stone fruit, such as apricot. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I, I'm, so I'm more more interested to find out why it's got lactose in it. Mm. Oh, interesting. It's real interesting. It's a daughter of Czech Saz hops. Mm. So those are usually in like... Well, you check. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find, we'll find yeah. we've, we've probably had this yeah. before, but <laughs> when it wasn't named, when it was... Like hop five eight seven two or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, well, I mean, we're going to have to come to everybody else because I poured and it's just <laughs> exploded oh, it's within just... my glass. So, um, Adol, we will we will yep, come to you next. Me. I have this beer. It is from Siren. It is the Shattered Dream Nitro. It's an Imperial Ooh. Breakfast Stout. Uh, so it's one of the Sirens Nitros, which the last yeah. one I had was in a 360 can. And yeah, this is yeah. a, this is the first time I've seen like a full 440, a 440, full, yeah. a 440 Nitro. Uh, I'm not going to pour it on screen because I think I'll fuck it up because <coughs> you're supposed to just like pound it. And every time I pour a foot above the table, I get it wrong. Um, it's nine point six percent. Nice. Oh yeah. Um, Shattered Dream is the scaled-up version of our award-winning flagship stout, Broken Dream. Mm-hmm. In addition to its imperial strength and generous espresso hit, we've also added cacao nibs and vanilla to make this beer even more luxurious than the much-loved original. This version is nitro nitrogenated, meaning it pours thick and drinks smooth, an intensely indulgent and unctuous treat. Pour hard and fast for the full cascade effect. <laughs> it says it in caps. Um, and it has lactose and then hops. Uh, so I'm I'm joining the lactose train. That's fair. Yeah. Nice. Everybody's so, on it. Cool. Everybody, Lucy. Are you on the Not lactose train? <laughs> 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 what are you? Uh, what are you kicking into next? Uh, I, I'm, I'm still staying uh, in New York. Um, I've killed my husband. I'm there now, uh, living my new Perfect. life, drinking all the nice New York beers. Um, this is from who do you know? Equilibrium. Um, oh, this nice. one's called Linear Phase. It's an 8.5% dipper. It's one pint, and it's a collaboration with. Ober Creek Brewing Company. Um, there's a there's some coordinates uh, that I actually really want to look up on the on online. It says latitude and longitude, oh. but um, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just their brewery. Yeah, 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 just locates based. them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, it's all their all their all their beers are math based. Um, there's no flavor text. So yeah, that's it. 8.5% dipper. Linear phase. Nice. Perfect. We'll see how it stacks up against this 8.5% dipper as well from Trax. So Broken Clouds. Um, very, very thick looking. It's like a solid colour. Um, the head mm. is dissipated, but when I refilled my glass, it frothed back up a little bit. But again, coming through maybe a little bit more pale on the camera than it does in person. Big nose. Mmm. More. More ripe melon. 
I think, on the nose. Hmm. Maybe a little bit sort of... Maybe a little mangoey, A little stone fruit in there. That must be the Rakao. Hmm. So... It's definitely this. This combination of hops is definitely giving me that sort of more stewed sort of flavour. You know, all of those different kind of tropical fruits and those stone fruits all kind of smashing together mm. to give a, a bit more of an earthy flavour to it. It absolutely has that kind of more deep stewed fruits, kind of earthy tone in there to it. And when you go back to the nose, you definitely get that on the nose as well. So it's sort of like everything in this is incredibly ripe. It's definitely melon. Like Mm. honeydew melon with a softness. So those stone fruits as well. Saying about maybe Raquel had that that sort of uh, apricot, that stone fruit to it. There's definitely something in there with a bit of a softness too. But on the finish... It kind of dials up that, or, or everything else fades away quite quickly, and that earthiness sticks around, and it mm. turns a little bit more bitter. Not massively, but a little bit more bitter. So the lasting flavour is this very bitter, earthy note. Mm. Which isn't unpleasant, but it isn't the most pleasant note that I've had from the beer. It's not the one that I think should be sticking around. Ah, I see. So it kind of sours the flavour a little bit. That that is then the the sort of the finishing note. And we'll see if my how my palate adjusts to it after the coconut kind of ruins everything, really. Uh, But Mm. we'll see if it. If it changes at all, uh, if anything lingers a little bit more, but it definitely edges mm. more towards that earthy kind of dipper side of things, so stewed sort of fruits, a little bit oniony than the you know what we were talking about with Daya previously, where I had a beer from Daya and it was very much this kind of flavour, but it's the other sweeter tropical juice bomb flavours that right. I prefer at least. Um, yeah. So we'll see how it uh, adapts or possibly changes on my palate. But Adol, I saw you pour. So yeah. it come to you. Had had the lovely cascading effect, and then now it's left me a nice clear one inch bit of mm. impenetrable head. <laughs> nice large bubbles. Uh, you can kind of see it's a little more micro microfoamy. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm using espresso terms uh, given the beer. Um, You're a renaissance smelled... man. You know about everything. Coffee, no. photography, <laughs> beer, games. Uh, no, I don't know that. Canada, don't know get, yeah. Bristol. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Philosophy. I should mention that one. <laughs> yeah, fair. I can't argue with that one. Um, on the nose, I'm getting the cacao and a bit of vanilla and sweetness, um, which is really nice. The vanilla is just subtle enough to um, make it see, just bring the sweetness and the cacao and the coffee 
uh, closer together. Mm-hmm. I had a suspicion this first sip would be weird, having just recently finished a tropically uh, triple IPA, because this tasted like, what if I, um, what if I poured coffee in the cup I used to drink the mango juice and for breakfast? So give me a second. Less washing up. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> It just tastes like a black IPA, no? <laughs> bit of fruitiness in there. So even with that bit of fruitiness, um, which I <laughs> doubt is part of this particular beer, um, I'm still getting... The coffee is coming out pretty strong. Um, but it's really well balanced with the sweetness, probably from the lactose and then the added vanilla, which... Isn't necessarily sweet, but get you know brings out sweet flavors. Um, but what I really like is these roasted um, malty notes that are just sitting at the bottom and well working really well with the coffee. Mm-hmm. It's it's a like the malty the malty notes are burnt, but the coffee notes aren't. Okay, nice. Which is really nice because like burnt coffee is like a thing you. It's not quite the thing you get easily here in the UK, mm-hmm. but like burnt coffee, like because of like drip coffee and percolators and diners, especially where they sit on the warmer for too long and the coffee burns. The only way you get that here is if someone like puts too high temperature water through like an espresso too much and you have like a burnt Americano, which is a little different. Sorry, now I'm being coffee ponds and this is the beer ponds <laughs> podcast. I enjoy it. Because I know nothing about coffee, so this is mm. fascinating. <laughs> but yeah, so those burnt coffee, so burnt coffee notes aren't great. Like burnt coffee is like a little too acrid, mm. and this is like, like those, for lack of a better term, round, bur- like burnt, malty notes. Like it, it's reminiscent to coffee. Um, it's got like a notion of burntness, but it's just this like. Yeah, these these sort of the burnt multi notes you you get in in stouts, um, but it's tempered by this very sweet, not very the sweet notes uh, that that's where the coffee actually is sitting, and so I think it's bridging that like artificial alcohol and vanilla at the top, mm. and burnt notes at the bottom, but you have this like the this coffee infused middle ground that uh, isn't too sweet, isn't too burnt, but it brings together and it's just a very reminiscent of like a like a good, solid, strong cup of joe um, with milk. Um, or actually, what it might be is it's like a white Americano uh, or actually, it's, sorry. If you're, there's a type of coffee called a shot in the dark or a high, high test, which is um, drip coffee with a shot of espresso in it. I only ever drank it black, but I think what this is reminding me of is if you had, like, put a splash of milk in it, Mm -hmm. because it has the, the, the coffee flavored reminds me of, like, just filter coffee, and the burnt flavor reminds me of, like, a strong espresso, and then it's got this milky 
sweetness to it, mm. which is as if you had like added milk and sugar to this combination of both the espresso and the coffee. Yep. Um, which I'm guessing what's what's why they went what they were going for with the imperial breakfast stout. Um, I do think I don't actually. I'm pretty sure I've had the broken dream. In fact, did I have that a few weeks ago? Or was that a different uh, siren? No, you had Shad something a few weeks ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this I really like because it's, um, yeah, I think without the extra cacao nibs and vanilla they were bragging about on the tin, I think this would be a little flatter. And I'm liking the interplay. I'm liking that I'm getting more coffee tastes and vanilla taste, um, which is which are clearly like on the opposite ends of the rest of the beer. Like, they're clearly influencing sort of from the top and the bottom, and they're making a well-rounded beer versus a, like, oh, coffee beer mm. or whatever, or, like, burnt mess, for lack of a better term. But, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, Good. Nice. And even with all the notions of sweetness that I was talking about, nine, it, it could be 6%. It could be 9.6%. It's, in fact... Nine point six percent. But like, I, I, you could you could easily mistake this for lighter mm. because just how well the sweetness and the vanilla and everything is stitched to the coffee and together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, really tasty yeah. beer. I like the really like the like nitro range mm. and um, all the ones that they've had. There. Um, don't think I've had them since they've stopped bottling though. Because yeah, it's weird seeing it in a four forty mm. mil can. I think the only ones that I had were like in. I think there was like affogato stout and stuff like that, but mm. these beers seem like they are tailor made for you who knows about coffee. I just drink them and it's like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know which coffee it is. I was, I I was picking out I mean, from yeah. the menu. Yeah, I, I to be fair that though, really like, interesting. But yeah, like to be fair, like a, in a in a high end coffee, you do get similar things like plummy berry notes mm-hmm. or more burnt or toffee notes. And actually, the coffee here is more coffee-ish because I think there's just too much going on to notice yeah. whatever quality coffee is going in, which is usually the case. But, like, it's clearly good coffee, which you can tell. Basically, I think coffee beers, when there's really cheap coffee, you're like, oh, this is like a coffee. Uh, and when it's not, you're like, this is really well-rounded. And if they've chosen the right one for everything else, then it's going to taste really good. But mm-hmm. I can never pick... I can have a tasty coffee and pick notes out of it, but I can't pick the tasty coffee when infused in beers notes, if that makes sense. Yes. I can just yes. tell whether it's, like, well-matched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway. Absolutely. Still a skill. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy, we'll come back to you then. Yeah, I've already tucked into this because mm-hmm. just pouring it's got well, such you, a big It's smell. equilibrium. Why wouldn't you? Amazing. Yeah. yeah, just pour it all over <laughs> yourself and don't even put it in the glass. <laughs> I wish I want a fountain that I can just run into that just like thousand gallons of uh, equilibrium <laughs> an hour. Um, that's what I'd do if I won the lottery. Mm. Just saying. Um, yeah, it, beautiful beer, completely opaque, uh, light uh, yellowish, dark straw color. Wonderful, mm. like foamy head, um, and yeah, it it just smells so good. When you when you pour this, and you smell it. It's like you're in, you know, you're in for a good time, you know. <laughs> and it's just like I was gonna try and be patient. It's like I'm really interested in what he's saying, but this beer is like, <laughs> you know, 
10 centimeters away from my nose i i i i need to drink it and it's oh, <laughs> smells incredible amazing and it tastes incredible and it tastes like every other equilibrium beer that i've had <laughs> i need to like line these up and like just see what the actual difference is because i cannot distinguish it <laughs> because they all taste so good uh, maybe that's a bit of a Maybe that's a negative for some people that it's like a lot of these beers that they do taste the same. They taste, it has been week to week between I've had them, but it's just they, they all taste the same, mm. but it tastes mm. good. And I, I, I will never get tired of this flavor. I'll never get tired of this like softness and the, um, great water quality, the, 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 the tons of fruit. You know, I, I won't get sick of oh, this, fair. so I don't care if they all taste the same. It's like, they may all just be the same can with just different printed labels on it, and <laughs> I wouldn't care. Same beer yeah, every day. It would make good. it all cheaper. Yeah. Just brew the same yeah. thing constantly. I mean, I'm just going to find which one that is cheapest and just buy that one then. <laughs> the rest of the time, it's like... That's fair. The rest taste the same. They all taste mm. good. It's just... It, I, I would say more, but I, I I can't because it's like I'm just reiterating myself every week at this point. They they all taste the same to me. I don't know what it is. Maybe mm. I don't know what actually delineates them. Um, I mean, it's called linear phase. Um, just another phase of the same linear beer, isn't it? So yeah. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that's what it is, right? Yeah. But it, it tastes fantastic. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe I should, uh, look into, like, yeah, because there's no, like, flavour text or what hops they use, maybe I should go on their site one time and see if they have any more information about the different, I don't know, brewing processes mm. or what, what hops are in each beer, but, uh, as I say, they've got, they've got a style, you know, it's like how you can tell, like, a day of beer, or mm. like a, a wiper third of beer. Yeah, or a wiper and true, or an arbor, or something like that. But even those have like fluctuations and differences in, you know, different styles. I think maybe I have been pick picking similar styles, you know, IPAs, triple IPAs, double IPAs. Mm. Um, as Ben said, that's usually what we get from um, the US. Absolutely. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 pretty much. What I expect from an equilibrium beer, they're, they're they're very consistent. I'll give them that. <laughs> nice, good, yeah. good. good. Uh, I, I mean, it sounds amazing. I mean, every time I go to the bottle shop, I think yeah. I, I need to find some American beers, especially <laughs> equilibrium, because yeah. you've nailed them yeah. the last sort of few weeks. So you know, there's there's lots of other sort of breweries that we come across as well from the states that we get over here, um, New York mm -hmm. breweries and stuff. So. Definitely worth a, a a look if you don't venture that way and pay that little bit extra for your kind yeah. of for your beers. So um, it, I've definitely it's, it's noticed it. more people stocking them mm. um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so it does seem like they're making their making the journey over here. But um, Leftfield Beer, give them a shout out. Mm. Um, they're based in Birmingham, but you can get national delivery um, over mm. a certain certain amount and. They have a lot. They they import a lot of um, beers that you don't usually see um, in most bottle shops. So 
Nice. Good, good. I know, um, I, I don't have the name of it, but I know uh, previous guest Stephen, um, mm-hmm. his uh, points of brew, uh, almost everywhere mm-hmm. on the socials, I know he was um, shouting out his brother has started importing American beers and has started up a business oh. doing that as well. I don't know what it's called. Nice. I'm sorry, Stephen, I can't shout it out because I don't know what it's called, but I know it exists. So go to Points of Brew and you might find some yeah. kind of link there if you want to mail order in stuff. And there's also, um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how these things are kind of developing as well because there's something like an online delivery service as well called Suds and Soda, I think, who okay. are selling at the moment uh, Ardois Theory, which was one of my favorite breweries from last year, the, the few beers that I'd had from them. They're almost, I think they'd mentioned that they're exclusively selling that brewery here in the UK, whether that's on, whether that's online yes. only or, you know, right. not bottle shops necessarily, but maybe online only. Uh, but they were doing sort of four mm. packs quite cheaply and those sorts of things. So interesting to see how this is all sort of changing. And the import game is now being played massively. And people yeah. are wanting parts of that and saying, well, I, I can get you uh, KCBC or something like that in. And that, that would be... Because even, the, even the, the little news agents that's a, a five-minute mm. drive from my house has a few American <laughs> breweries in it. Uh, which ones which ones um uh, so kcbc are in there um yeah. that's seeing them crop up i think that might be the only one that i remember still for a, for um, a news agent around the corner exactly right, exactly and so yeah i mean they started sucking whiplash a few weeks back um they've started sucking vault city as well uh so they're oh. just Building up and building up there. The that's not a fucking news agent. That's a tiny bottle shop. I mean, I'm on Lucy's side it, now. I mean, apparently everything's a bottle <laughs> shop in this damn town. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's Bristol. Man. So, so what I forgot to say <laughs> is, um, is both my beers are from the closest corner shop to my house. <laughs> I'm I'm just leaving there. Bye. Because <laughs> uh, because I mentioned uh, like a, two weeks ago that mm-hmm. like I grabbed stuff from them and there was that oh I can't remember the name of them the creative something but it, not creative but the the um, brand we hadn't heard of uh, they had the weird crow on the can. Oh, yeah. I'm, I I apologize I uh, I did um, crow can didn't. Didn't mean to forget. Beak Brewery. It wasn't I Beak. Know, was I can look I back. <laughs> I can look back. Can but, I look back? Um, Hark, uh, Hark the Raven. How far back was it? It was last week, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah. What did I have last week? Yeah, because we're talking Bill about like, clever oh, yes. birds. Yes, like, you had last yeah. week. You had Siren, Scattered Light, and Little Critters, King Crow. Little Critters, mm. yeah. So Little Critters... Uh, was a bit brewery I hadn't really seen before, um, but they stocked them and they stocked Buxton and they stocked Siren and they they've always stocked some Arbor and some Wiper mm-hmm. and True. But it was like, oh, you, you're, you're just the place down the street, <laughs> and like, sh- I I knew I could eat Arbor Wiper and True. And to be honest, like the last time I had Wiper and True on the podcast was definitely a oh shit I need to buy a beer oh they've got Wiper and True. Um, 
but they have other other breweries as well. Like they've got probably, I would say, six actual craft breweries and like twelve different varieties of beer. Mm. But like some of them are just like your Stellas and your Carlsberg. Sure. Probably more than twelve. Probably more like fifteen. But like it's just really interesting to see. Um how true Lucy's statement is you know we I laughed the first time Lucy said oh yeah there's craft beer everywhere in that town um and sure we it doesn't rain craft beer and like the the roads aren't literally paved with craft beer but name a news agents it's got at least one craft brewery in there yeah. like it, I remember when I first moved back here in what 2016 um, and it was like, yeah, Bottles and Books was just opening or maybe hadn't opened yet. And like Corks and Cotton was really good. And that was like my mainstay. Mm. I also lived near there and worked near there. And now it's like there's – there isn't a compelling reason to trek to a specific bottle shop if what you're looking for is just some good craft beer. Yes. Including stuff you might not have had. Like even – Redland stores who I've shouted out before because like they now have a wall of craft beer. Uh, they're just a tiny convenience store who have decided that it's like worth using uh, most of their cooler space for craft beer. Like they've got a couple like nice. door coolers which are like wine and like cheap beer or whatever. But then their main like grab it out of the cooler without non doored stuff on the way to the till. Just craft beer. But, uh, I think it's grown, right? So uh, a lot of news agents will have maybe got one or two of these in. And they'll be more than likely, for anywhere in the country, local breweries. And they've decided, we need we need some more local breweries. Like craft beer is a thing, right? We need some local breweries. We've got some beers and we're getting them yeah. cheap because they can be delivered from around the corner sort of thing. If people buy them, they will get more in. It, it, it this, is, this is the thing. Like The guy d- d- right around the corner... When I went in, I'm like, hey, I saw you have a wiper and true delivery. And he was like, I haven't put them on the shelf yet. Uh, I've got a load of Arbor, though. I'm like, perfect. I'll buy a load of Arbor. Brilliant. I'll come back in in a couple of days and I'll buy some wiper and true. And then he was like, oh, I've been chatting to Lost and Grounded. I'm going to I'm gonna get those in as well. Brilliant. Great. I'll come in and I'll buy some beers from Lost and Grounded. The next time, hopefully, once I bought some beers from Lost and Grounded, I'll say, have you heard about good chemistry? I'll get some good chemistry beers in there. <laughs> have you heard about left-handed junk? Get some left-handed junk beers in there. And it, that- have you heard <laughs> yeah. about equilibrium and cantillon? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, <laughs> Just build them up. Build them up. Build them up. Get them. Yeah, yeah. They'll, 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 they'll follow. <laughs> and they'll, they'll, they'll dedicate some shelf space to that £30 <laughs> bottle of... Uh, Beer yeah. that only one in every four hundred customers will buy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went to Cottridge Wines um hmm. last week or the week before. Yeah, first time since lockdown began. Mm. It was good. It was just like so much choice. I'm not used to so much choice, and it's all there. It's oh, like it was eighteen good. months. Yeah, almost. Um, mm. Guy then said, "It's like you haven't been here since uh, lockdown starting." I was like, "No, I haven't." <laughs> You've probably noticed um, a few zeros off your annual turnover. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah, good. good it's brilliant. He's where have you been? Yeah. We've had to get rid of staff because you haven't been coming in. <laughs> We had to lay off six people. 
<laughs> Couldn't put my kids through university. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Good. Um, Lucy, um, we've chatted mm. about kind of your beer. So we're ready to jump into sort of our E3 moments. Um, I've got quite a few. And I, I, I feel like, I, have I, I was going to say, I feel like me launching into this will just be the next like 20 minutes of me being like this and this and this and this and this and this. So I, it, I, I thought perhaps it. I'd come to both of you first just to see if you had any kind of games which stuck out to you just in case they're on my list and I get rid of them. Then. Oh, I mean, I have some. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm happy having talked before to let you have some floor. Okay. But if you, it, it, so I guess. What I'm trying to say, despite the fact that this is now using the time that we were trying to save, <laughs> is I've got probably five or six okay. things I've thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you two have the floor. All right, Look, you, she's yes, there. Yeah, you know what I'm excited dread. for. She, she turned up today. Pure dread. I didn't realize there was a Last of Us three. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we were gesturing at? I don't. I don't. Yes. I don't get it. Me and Ben talked about it earlier. This we week. did actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We revealed uh, it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Metroid, well, new Metroid. I'm I, done. How about oh, I, I I mention a thing? Mm. I'll go really quick. Not like the really quick of the camera game that I said was going to be really quick. I think it was like 25 <laughs> minutes. Uh, so one of the games I've never played, uh, but was always interested in because I love the genre, is Advance Wars. Yeah. And uh, one and two are rebooted mm-hmm. on Switch, which yeah. seems like. It's a ground-up reboot, but it seems like they're trying to not change the mechanics, like, functionally. Yes. Just make it prettier. Um, and that excites me because um, I haven't really delved in SRPGs and since Into the Breach, mm. which mm. even Lucy liked because it's secretly a puzzle game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it made me think, oh, I never really finished Into the Breach. Maybe I'll play more into the <laughs> which is the greatest. Which for me is the biggest compliment a game a trailer can have is oh that reminds me of a game that I didn't finish mm. and now because I'm excited about this game I'll go play that other game again. Like I think that just says a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I was I was glad to see that coming back. I hope this means that enough people buy it and they make a new one because that's. So many people have just been clamoring for it. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the the backdoor pilot sort of. Move Absolutely, like they're, they're testing yeah, testing the so waters so. with with that to see if there's enough pull mm-hmm. for another game. Mm. Yeah, um, there was that Wargroove game. Oh, yes, that yeah, like, yeah, that was, was, was that last year. Advance was yeah. So. It was last wasn't that year before two years ago. Yeah, year before maybe Chucklefish. Yeah. I think yeah. It might have been one of those things where it was two years ago on a platform and last year on all the other platforms. Maybe. I can't remember. I mean, the last year is just... I mean, what does last window, year mean? Last year means anywhere between 2018 June <laughs> and today. <laughs> yeah. If I say last Great. year, that's the range I'm saying. Agreed. Yes. Part of that is I'm getting old and I can't figure things out and then the pandemic happened. What um, are games... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I will say that um, Battlefield 2042, if if I fi- have people like Ben who are available to play, I'll want to play that because that looks like finally they're just, it doesn't matter. I want it dumb. I want it so dumb. I want it the dumbest game ever. This looks <laughs> like a dumb, dumb game. Like the trailer showing off like the... 
There were several moments of the trailer where I was like, okay, I don't even know if I can pull this off in a game, but if you can attempt to pull this off, I'm all here for it. <laughs> like, the fact that the tanks are high speed, because future, but also you can... The, there's In the trailer, there's a moment. Please watch this if you haven't. I need to um, watch it. I haven't watched uh, it. So. Oh, there's a moment where I do... There's two jets dogfighting, and it... <laughs> and a dude ejects out of his jet and has a bazooka because you could fit that in the cockpit of a jet and shoots the other plane with the bazooka and then lands on the jet and climbs in and I'm like I know that's not going to be actually possible but if this is the type of shit you are selling hang on hang on they included uh, that in the trailer because mm-hmm. that is something someone had done in Battlefield 4, I think. Really? Someone had actually that done that. One? Oh. So they had built then that into the trailer. There's a very famous clip of someone doing that, jumping out oh, of their yeah. plane, oh, exploding the other plane with their bazooka, and then jumping back into said plane. A player has done that. I think so. I might have mm. even seen so that. So they yeah. put that in the trailer. Oh, I don't Perfect. I missed that. Battlefield, okay, Battlefield but yeah, so, so there... with Adel crossed off my list. I... I... Yeah, so 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 that's like if I can't play with Ben or friends, but mostly Ben, we we are Battlefield boys. Um, <laughs> like I'm sorry, but like we we just spent so much time mm. when when Evelyn was new, yes. um, playing Battlefield. Um, like I'm excited because this seems like a really cool. I like going to the future. I like that it's not just jump three times small map. I guess is the big thing. This doesn't seem to be jumpy, jumpy, shooty, shooty, twitch, twitch, twitch. Yeah, I see a zip line. This looks fun. Yeah, it, it it looks very, very dumb. Um, and like mm. dumb in the sense of there's a lot of stupid things you can do. Sandstorm. Um, and like yeah, the the tornado storm. Like I don't even know what that means. Is that a weapon you can call down, a la like Unreal? Remember the old Unreal tournaments with the satellite weapon? Like, is that is 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 is, is, is the storm on demand? Yeah. I don't know. The trailer just made me think. Oh, good. There's this thin tether of reality that gave, the games seem to think they need, and they've kind of cut it and then added a yeah. thread of a tether because yeah. there's still some notion of it's not like completely unbounded. Mm. That's great. Because really looking forward to that. Battlefield games seem quite po-faced the last couple, you know, going from probably like three up till till now. And I enjoyed Battlefield One, you know, the more serious World mm. War One tone. But yeah. I feel like they were always chasing that reality in terms of how the guns yes. feel and how it looks. And then that translated into the story mode. But now they don't even have a story mode. They, they yeah. don't even have yeah. to have that kind of dynamic. They just, just can go just crazy, it seems Absolutely. like the old mm. Battlefield that what was it to, is it tw- that looks stupid it in a oh yeah that, that's what I'm saying dumb dumb game yeah, yeah. perfect um, 1942 <laughs> I don't know yeah so many Battlefield I also I really like that it's 2042 versus 1942 like it's a nice yeah. little mm. like oh you guys are get it I get it I see what you're doing um, good for them so yeah. yeah um also, I have on my list uh, a sequel to the small franchise by some indie core company called Nintendo. 
Um, oh. Breathing Wildly, I think it's mm. called. The sequel to Breathing Wildly. Mm. Oh, the, the weapon durability game. Yeah, 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 yeah. The weapon durability game for babies who hunt little mm. things. It's, it's, it's a, the Find 300 Things game, right? It was like 600. Oh, yeah. it was a 600, yeah. <laughs> or nine, See, it might have been 900. I was like, I fucked it up because <laughs> I could not remember because I was never going to find them. Uh, I am kind of. I don't know. I yeah, don't I'm know. pretty stoked for Breath of the Wild 2, and I've never finished Breath of the Wild 1. Uh, I really liked the world. I, 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 it reminded me that the reason I left was like personal reasons. I could just. Sometimes life gets in the mm. way and you stop yeah. on, on one of these long longer games and you just never go back. But everything, I, I liked Breath of the Wild. I'm pretty sure I ranked it in the year it yes. came yeah. out. Mm. I um, don't think I did. You and ranked it the year what... after, I think, is what you did, <laughs> no, didn't you? No, no. <laughs> I think that was Hollow Knight. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I have my qualms with that game. Um, mm, yes. but, it's, but it's the game I always... It's, it's something that stuck with me. Because no other game, probably in like the last twenty years, probably since like a GTA game, or mm. that I felt that like sense of exploration. That is what I loved about Breath of the Wild. And my yeah. only concern with Breath of the Wild Two is that they're going to be using a lot of that world, just maybe inverted. <laughs> you know, well, but I, I mean, don't think I... they will. But it's a concern that I have, probably unfounded. But, yeah, I was just saying. I think hmm. the like the the key to going to the sky mm-hmm. and having a sky kingdom, etc., that you just conveniently missed throughout the first game. I think is exactly how they can maintain novelty and exploration while keeping the same world. Um, I, I want do you that, need yeah. to own? Because other, otherwise, yeah, you're right. Like that's why I ranked it, even though I didn't finish the game. Because what makes that game special isn't beating Ganon at the end. No, because that's a bad boss fight, and most yeah. of the boss fights are bad. The biggest temples are bad. The story's bad. It's that sense of wonderment yeah. and the exploration, which is, you know, second to none. You know, yeah, it's so. it's amazing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I'm excited because they've figured out how to keep the world such that you can have some sense of familiarity if you played it a bunch. Which mm-hmm. by the time it comes out, that whole anything on the ground will be new to me again, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I like that they've thought of how to keep it fresh because they've recognized that's like what made the game special mm-hmm. uh, i'm really curious how they will you can't just have your fucking leaf right like you've got to have something uh, some other <laughs> mode of flight but i can't well, just be like, superman he can like phase through stuff now he's basically flubber <laughs> yeah i mean i'm super so th- i am you're right but like i'm interested in in the like kind of the metroidvania like access that zelda sometimes has in like Sure, like I'm sure halfway through the game you unlock the phasing through certain types of stone yeah. thing, and that'll be like exploration. This is why I'm interested in it, not just because it's just higher, like it's because they've shown the other powers and the things they're showing off are also seem to be ways you could re explore. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that's what it's designed mm-hmm. around. Um, let me look at my list. Uh, I'm just gonna nip to the sure. guys. Yeah, it's so, fine. I'm gonna talk I'm gonna about mention, Dragon Ball or something. I'm or talking Final about a Fantasy. Bethesda game, so. No. Oh, I'm out. Yeah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on Game Pass. I'm fine. Bye. Um, <laughs> so I am mildly interested in Starfield. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it will like by the time it comes out if I'll get it, but 
I think it's the... I like space more than I like... Like, I, I never finished or even got that far into Skyrim. Mm. Um, even though I like fantasy games, like, the open-world fantasy games, for some reason, don't grab me as much as open-world sci-fi does. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's just like... Look, this will be a janky, broken game. <laughs> we know that because it's from Bethesda. Um, but... I'll probably have more patience for it because, like, I do have a bit... I vibe more with um, the sci-fi in the sprawling open-world lack of narrative. Like, I think, actually, that's what it is, is I've just figured this out. What I like about sci-fi games is that notion... It's because we were just talking about uh, Breath Hmm. of the Wild. is the notion of exploration, etc. Which means the open-world appeals more to me in the sci-fi sense because I'm just, like, looking... Sure. But what I like about fantasy settings is actually get books I've read, which are more narrative-driven, which is why I'd, I don't care if there's an open world. I care about you giving me an interesting story. And I realize how, like, wired I've been on the two. Mm. That, like, sci-fi to me is about the open expanse of the universe and charting your way through. And so I'm gonna put up with same why i think it's the same reason why i've played more rts sci-fi games than never really gotten to like i played a little warcraft 3 sure. because friends did but i didn't like love it but i've played a bunch of these like stellaris type games and it's because the whole point of that is like expand into the universe and that's what i like about the notion of sci-fi and how big the universe is it's one of the reasons why i day like pre-ordered no man's sky (laughs) which is a game game that exists Um, you were one of those (laughs) i got no man's sky three Uh, days early yeah oh because it's because the retailer broke street date like you know i had it before Mm. that initial patch was put and i actually preferred no man's sky pre-patched to the then day one patch version yeah i remember that yeah um, so that's that's why I think I'm kind of stoked for Starfield in a way that I've never really been like, oh, what's the, like whatever the next Skyrim's supposed to be, Elder Scrolls 19 or whatever they're at. I can't tell because they just keep releasing Skyrim, so I just assume it's increment. Yeah. <laughs> Skyrim, the the, the, the uh, newest release is the Elder Scrolls 45. So yeah, you're you you're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the Elder Scrolls 45, Skyrim and Afraid. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the perfect Game Pass game for mm. me because like yeah. Skyrim got me in a way like it shouldn't have. I don't like RPGs. I don't like high fantasy usually, but that got me. Mm. So um, and space games definitely don't get me. So it's got perfect Game Pass game. Nice. Maybe I'll enjoy. Um, I've only got a couple cool. more. Roll through, roll through. Okay, Stranger in Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin by Team Ninja. Oh. What a dumb-looking, fun, stupid, dumb game! <laughs> if you've got a PS, I don't even know. What I need, need to if know. If you've got what a PS Five, you can play a demo right now. Oh man! Oh, is that the one if the corrupt? Yes, saves? and that it won't work. Right. You can download the demo. You can't Wait, play what? it. It's been it's been broken. A broken demo. Oh, I didn't know that. The stranger of oh, what okay. is it? Stranger of Paradise. Stranger in, stranger Paradise, in Paradise. Final Fantasy mm. Origin. I mean. I'm a sucker for Final Fantasy bullshit, and this seems like the weirdest type I mean, of Final in, Fantasy in bullshit. In the trailer, he says the word chaos about 4,000 times. 
I'm here to fight chaos. It, I woke so, up to fight chaos. Everything's about chaos. I'm here to do chaos. Chaos yeah. things are happening. I'm here to fight chaos. Is that the boss or something? Or... Oh, uh, and in fact, and in it, fact like... the boss is Garland? <laughs> yeah, so it, it is FF1 from the point of view of one of the Warriors of Light who seems to be having a mental yes. breakdown. I guess. And then Garland turns around and goes, <laughs> oh yes, you're here to fight chaos. I am chaos. Like, it was nuts. It is nuts. Final Fantasy is it nuts. It looks so stupid. Yeah. Is it? Is that? It's an ARPG in in Final Fantasy One, I, I think. But also, it's made by Team Ninja, so like it's gonna be an actually good action part of the ARPG. And God knows what the plot is. I think it's gonna be stupid. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> But yeah, I I'm I I I I haven't played a good ARPG in a while. I, I trust Team Ninja mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, uh, and I'm just yeah. I mean, I'm just a sucker for um, Final Fantasy shit. And like between Final Fantasy shit and Team Ninja's pedigree, and the fact that the trailer made no sense, it's like oh, I think I think the worst parts of both of you have combined this very dumb game and I'm here for it. Perfect. And you could put that on the box art. (laughs) I think that's the name of this podcast, the weird, stupid Final Fantasy, stupid, weird shit. I I think after this, like, mind-taxing year, I'm just here for all the dumb, dumb games. Yeah. Uh, having what? said that, because uh, I said I'd roll through, um, Trek to Yomi. Oh, nice! Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Was on the Devolver Digital mm. Showcase. The Kurosawa one. Yeah. yeah, like a black and white side scrolly film grainy. I don't even actually know if it's side scrolly, but it's very much like wide scope camera. You you're like Kurosawa style battling in um, in black and white. A lot of silhouetting in the trailer, um, some back and forth where you fight one guy, then another guy, then another guy. But it very much feels like individually paced battles, even if there's people in the backgrounds. Like very much aping samurai mm. movies, where you never get overwhelmed by numbers because, like, you get overwhelmed by like attrition in the sense of the the protagonist says fight this guy, then the other guy, then this guy, and they're slowly getting tired, but they never get overwhelmed by. There's seven guys about to attack you. You're boned because it's this classic movie one by one. It feels like that it's that, at least on the trailer, it's trying to mimic mm. that. So people will just wait in the background. Um, but it just also just looks pretty. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm super interested. Looks promising. Sorry? Looks promising. Yeah. Um, and then Venba. Uh, yes, I've seen this one. Yeah, this looks great. This looks. I mean, so it's a narrative cooking adventure about an Indian mum who moves to Canada with her family in the 1980s. Spoiler alert! (laughs) That's my origin story. (laughs) This is your life. Um, I mean, my mom. My mom's a good cook. I don't know if she's like a cook to the degree of the Venba mom, but. Besides that, it's got this really gorgeous sort of. I would. I don't know how to describe the anime, uh, the art style. It's very um, hand drawn, hmm. kind of color blocky. So the hair is very big, but just one shade with some slight outlines. The backgrounds are mostly just like single color blocks. Um, but 
yeah, the 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 trailer just got me even before I realized that the time period was like literally yeah, personally it, yeah. important. I, um, I've known about this gorgeous. game for a while, and I don't know why I never thought of you know just pushing it across your desk. <laughs> so apologies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it looks it looks fantastic. I can't. This is like one of my most anticipated mm, games. Yeah, so. it looks really cool, and I hadn't heard hide nor tail about it, and now I'm like mm. super pumped. Like to the point where it also looks simple enough that I can be like, "Hey, like I've got family group chats. I'm like, if this works, I'm just like, hey guys, play this because I know like I've got a got a bunch of cousins uh and i think a lot like just based on the trailer i'm like i know like more than half of them would probably be game to try this type of thing out because of just it's art style and i feel like again it's hard to tell because i haven't seen it like played it but it seems accessible and the storyline yeah. is very much applicable to all of us uh, I'm super pumped for it. I had no idea until I was like going through E3 roundup articles, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What is this?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is really it's- cool." And uh, honestly, um, it's the first time I've felt like, "Oh, this is what representation means." Yeah. And it's I'm not even that close. Like the characters are still pretty far off sure. from me in my life, but it's like. Oh, it's a mum who moved to Canada in the 80s, and there's a child. And the mum is talking about cooking. I've yeah. had that scene in my life before. That's enough. Yeah. That's never happened yeah, yeah. before, like, in mm. this sense. Like, yeah. uh, and I feel so, bad I didn't, I didn't think of you when I was in this okay. game. Initially. But, um, yeah, it, it, looks, it looks like, as you say, very accessible, very readable, something like Florence. Mm. It seems like yes. it will have that yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Um, you know, really effective story. Um, so yeah, brilliant. Because turns out, second generation immigrants, you know, he likes staying in touch with her food or her native culture. So um, and yeah, you, yeah. you never. There's so many cooking games. Yes. There's like that, that that game is like soup. Yeah, soup pot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like people realize. That cooking is very different in different cultures and presenting cooking as different via those cultures means a new game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean this like, like in a bad yeah, way, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah. I'm just saying like I just um, think that's like something to do with the times as well. It's like foreign food is no longer in quote foreign. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just, what everybody is become most places are multicultural mm. now, so yeah. yeah. Um, and that was my brief list, okay. I think. Cool. Yeah. I think there was another one, but I can't find it. So okay. it's fine. Uh, I will run through mine very, very swiftly. There's, there's, there's two games which are that kind of like AAA pedigree, which I'm looking forward to. The first one's a Playtale Requiem. Yes, uh, yes. Wait, which? Oh, uh, Playtale. I, I love to play right, Tale yeah, since I'm well up for Requiem. Um, all we got was a little cinematic trailer. That's fine. Uh, I love yeah. the Monsieur and Hugo's uh, relationship through that game, so I really want to see how that would progress and what kind of happens next. So you think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's something to progress on, like that kind of story? Was it? I didn't, I didn't play much. I of think it, so. so. I think I so. I, so Hugo so. towards the end um, got more into his powers, so I would think that that will mm. come through more. Um, but it'll be interesting okay. to see the dynamic between the characters and how much that will kind of change. Because Amicia was the character that you 
did everything with almost. You know, it was almost like The Last of Us. So you, mm-hmm. you, you're Joel through most of it, mm-hmm. and then you're Ali for a bit. In this, you were Amicia for most of it, and you were Hugo for a bit. And I think it would be interesting to see what they do with the second game and, and how the how the relationship develops, but also what they do sort of gameplay-wise. And Hugo's the one with powers and can control things. And mm. this year is just a normal human within this world. So be interesting to see what they do with that. And then that trailer looked beautiful as well. And uh, Playtale Innocence looked mm. beautiful. The lighting in that game is phenomenal. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, Good stuff, uh, yeah. The other one was Battlefield. That was the other kind of AAA um, game that I was looking forward to. Yeah. We won't kind of touch on that. So the other ones were all um, indie games, most of which I've been able to actually play demos of in the Steam Ooh. Next Fest. So the one I haven't played a demo of is Somerville, which was shown at the Xbox. Um, that has a... What? That doesn't I don't know. No, I haven't played a demo of that. I haven't it played can't. A demo of that. There's it no was way. part of the Xbox show. It's X Play Day. Um, it just looks fantastic. It, it just screamed Kentucky Route Zero at me. Uh, the 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 tone, mm. the aesthetic, the style of that game, uh, the idea that it's this family sort of sat on a sofa, and then there's these crazy things also kind of happening. Like that looks really really good. I'm well up for Somerville. Somerville would have been yeah. one of mine. Yeah. Um, X Play Day. Dev, so obviously inside yeah, yes. comes to mind um war of the worlds kind of thing yeah i'm yeah. all in on that like well, this is new to me actually so i missed it i'm gonna have to take a look at the trailer and there was a very small it. teaser trailer several years ago because um uh play dead um one of the uh, i don't know if he was executive producer he, he basically left the studio played mm. other making something else and this was the thing know, the new studios um, thing, yeah. So I don't want to see any more of that. Like you inside, just want to play it. It yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I'm all in. Good, cool. Um, and then, so the ones I have been able to play are, and the ones that stuck mm-hmm. out to me from E3, the ones that I've searched mm. for to go and, and see, um, were Sable, uh, Toem, mm-hmm. Unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Road ninety six. Do you want to? So yes, if if a viewer hasn't looked, I'll roll roll through all of them. So I think all of them were actually part of Day of the Devs stream, which is something that um, Tim Schafer and and friends have done yearly during kind of E three, but shows a lot of um, more smaller indie kind of games and. Sable, I think, is my pick out yeah. of almost all of the games that I saw. Having now played the demo, right. okay. it, the, 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 the kind oh, of the wow. fluid movement in Sable is really good and actually kind of trumps the art style. You know, when you go into this game, you're like, this looks beautiful. Mm. There's so much detail in the way that this wow. is drawn. But actually, the way that the character moves and kind of floats between really? spaces feels really good. And I'm so up for <laughs> progressing is... that story. Like the, the you know, the, the demos maybe like thirty minutes, but there's there's a mm. it's an area, so you can still explore said area. You could spend more time in there if you wanted, just going around and do stuff. And it's 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 the fluid motion of the character. It's the art style, but also there's these little um, sort of sound cues that you get as well, which just 
just sound amazing. There's you, you can find these these little mm. floating kind of um, worms almost, and you go up to it, and when you do that, it turns into almost like a plant, and then pops this egg out of the top of it. But the sounds are, you know, like when you think of something like Akira, and it's like, but in in yeah. like beautiful voices rather than my fucking awful noises. It sounds like right. that in a lot of the sort of the, the noises and the, the, the sound effects that come from it. Like it's just such a fantastic yeah. little package for it. Are you, are you, so I'm just, I'm just like fast forwarding through trailers, etc. Mm-hmm. Cause this is new to me. How often are you on the little speeder bike versus while oh, uh, in, the demo? in the demo? Yeah, obviously in the you demo. use the speeder bike to get to a place and you get off and then you explore it on foot. Okay, because because the demo, so the the teaser on Steam definitely made it seem like you were zipping around. And it, more and it may than... be, it may be that out of that initial area, expand. Yeah. You know, the areas are so big that you are spending more time kind of on the speeder bike. But at least in that initial area, you're jumping off of it to climb up into sort of like temples and spaces. So, and I mean that. Like that. Yeah, that makes me more enthused because, like, yeah, you know, the, like the, that exploration seem. <laughs> now that's what you I like call pod racing. racing. On like Tatooine or is that yes. the desert planet? I think yeah, that was yeah. my crossword. A few. Yep. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that because <laughs> exploration also like gets more nuanced when you are more static obviously if you're on a thing you can only go through tunnels etc there's no like stopping climbing going into a room on the top of a yes yeah peak or whatever um it's what a great art mm. style um yeah. i am going to download i'm going to download this demo right away because yeah. you've already and sold it's, me it's avail- it. they're available it's for the week Steam. yeah all the demos are available for the week so. yeah and yeah, if you've got an Xbox, you can download some of these demos oh, as well. It's on Game Pass. Day oh, is it? One. I don't know. Oh, if wow. It's PC. As wow. Well, but... Okay. Yeah, because I've 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 known about Sable yes. for a while. I've just been like, I've checked out of it. Not, I'm just like, this looks like a really cool indie game. Probably not my kind of cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've. It looks fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't know what it was more more so mm. than that. It seemed I actually very think early. UK when I dev as well. I think isn't it? Shed Shed works a UK developer. Oh wow. Hmm. Not sure, but um, yeah. Um, like like hearing you talk about it, Ben, and knowing that it's come to Game Pass day one, it's like I I downloaded the demo, but I'm just happy to wait for it. To be honest, yeah. Like, um, it, it the art style alone would probably get me in anyway. So. So. I can look up Shedworks if you want to tell us about the next one. On yeah, your I mean, uh, I, I I would having just googled Shedworks, and then one of the things that mm. you Google coming up is an article on Architecture dot com through the RIBA <laughs> saying when architecture and video games meet. An interview with Shedworks. Oh. Fuck what? Architecture and video games done. That's all I need. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Made for you. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh yeah, I've got this yeah. architecture.com video. Yeah. I, I will read that as well. But anyway, what's so there the must next be a one? UK I, if they're I, collaborating with the RABA, which is the um, the Institute of uh, Architects over here in the in the UK. So, okay. um, oh, they made a film. So yeah. Anyway, sorry, no, it yes. doesn't matter. Yeah. So the next one was Toem. Toem was yeah, um, yeah. was the game that I was alluding to earlier, which is all about taking photographs. 
it's this which one's Toem. T O E M. T O E M. And yeah. black, black and white. white yeah. Hidden folks looking yeah. And you walk around a space and you're cataloging lots of things. Uh, there's animals to take little photos of. But as we were talking about with Beasts of, um, was it Maravilla? You're not kind Maravilla of, Lyra. you're not sort of <laughs> looking to pose those sorts of shots. It's like, here is the thing. Cool. Taking a photo of it. It told me I did. Brilliant. Move to the next thing. Hey, I've taken it, a photo it's, of this thing. It's like, and, it's done. And cell phone camera pre three years ago when they figured out how to fake yes, focus. Yeah. But it, it gives you those checklists of things. And, and what you're trying to yeah. do is you're on this little sort of like journey to go to a, a, a space to oh, kind of really see things. And the idea is you get a free bus ride if you get enough stamps on your card. And to get stamps, you have to do oh, things yeah. for people. And to do things for people is usually take a photo of this thing. So you walk around the environments, right. all sort of isometric, moving between different uh, screens looking for said things and you take a photo of it mm-hmm. and you go back to that person right. and say here's the photos I took and they go cool thanks very much here's your stamp and you move on and it's super cute it right. looks really good uh, it seems like something that you would spend a few hours with and be like yeah I'm super satisfied with that that's brilliant yeah yeah it's, it's my mm. kind of oh absolutely I need to download the demo next. Do it. I I, I I played it for maybe yep. sort of twenty thirty minutes, uh, which wasn't the extent of it. Mm. I, I I could have carried on kind of playing. I don't know how long you get with that, uh, but definitely have a look at that. Uh, the next one was Unbeatable, which ah yes, is a rhythm game. Whoa! Oh, yes. But I've anime anime yeah. ass yeah. rhythm game. What, uh, again, another absolutely phenomenally beautiful looking game. The art style on this is oh, wow. wonderful. Um, I wasn't quite as sold playing it. I will say that. Okay. So it's very limited in the um, mm. controls that you do. You're essentially moving up and down to hit mu- hit things that are coming in from the side of you. Um, but the demo only let me, or didn't only let me play one song. The demo ran and I played one song and then it jumped me out. And I, I don't know whether I can go back in and play a different song or something like that, but I only played the one and it was like jump up to hit the thing coming across, jump down to hit the thing, press X to hit on the bottom mm-hmm. and press up. So I was double tapping things to hit both of them and it, it got quite right. complicated quite fast. But as part of the demo that I saw or as part of the trailer that I saw, it's like this punk K-pop style of music, you know, this band traveling around with a story which seems to have some kind of level of sort of like dialogue choices and things like that that you can kind of put into it. And you get a little bit of that in the demo as well. But it just seems something fun to fuck around with for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So the art style was the thing that uh, sold. Rhythm games, yeah, rhythm games, I'm not mm. good at them, but um, when they're put in like a different vehicle... You know, um, such as, you know, almost a button mashing fighting yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Or I think there was like double kick heroes where you're basically in the back of a van or something <laughs> like that. And it's just, just the presentation around them can, can get me in, even though I'm just awful at them. Cause, yeah, didn't, you didn't play rock band before <laughs> any of those back in oh, the day. The, the amount of notes that I hit, I missed or got kind of like bad at Mm -hmm. at the end because it gives you again it gives you a rating it is a rhythm game it gives you a rating at the end of the song that you play and 
I think out of like, a, I don't know, say it's a hundred, I got like 70% good, 20% okay, 10% miss sort of thing. There were, there were a few more ranks to that. But good. again, I, I felt like I was doing poorly when I was playing through it. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've, I've got it. Or I know I've let the button go too quickly. So I haven't fully mm. finished that one because I then panicked about where it was. And it's very fast. It's really fast <laughs> in what it was throwing I mean, at you. I think that's just it's rhythm panic. games. It's a yeah. panic. And it, I think the worst example of it is like Night in the Woods where it's like, it's just awful. <laughs> It's like just hitting the wrong note. It's got a twang, and it just throws you off. See the see the grimace mm. of yeah. But like, but overall, it worked for you as someone who doesn't play rhythm games often. Mm. Is that the case? The demo yeah. like got got you absolutely, and it does it differently. That it the music isn't just flowing from one side; it actually comes from both as well. Um, so it pulls you kind of to look at the different sort of things as well. So it isn't just. You know, with a rhythm mm-hmm. game, you can sort of sit there like with Guitar Hero. You can look at the top of the screen, and you know, kind of you've, you've already catalogued what's coming, so you can just like go for it and, yeah, and track I mean, it in. Whereas this, uh, kind but of also pulls with some way to different sort of sides. So, yeah, I think that's good because, like, one of the things about Guitar Hero and those uh, types of games is um, not only can you just it's kind of memorization mm-hmm. through rote, but there's a thing on the screen, so you're kind of zoning yep. out. But also, even when you're learning it. You're only like, this is the part of the screen that matters. Sorry, podcast listeners. I'm gesturing to the far right and only the far right because, mm. oh, I don't like saying that turn of phrase. Um, <laughs> but like, like when you get good enough of these games, you are literally tuning out of anything else, which means all of the fancy graphics or good art design yeah, or matter. anything else is gone. So even making you like look to the left and the right, at least, at least like forces you to engage with the rest of the screen, which might be bad for precise gameplay reasons, but is better for like observing the game and its assets. And yeah, all and it, it does a good thing of kind of two layering it as well. So you 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 moved you moved through the environment. And I was stood with the band, and it then washed mm. out that bit and then put the music in front of that and that was the colourful kind of bit so you weren't distracted from anything uh, kind of behind it was just right. you're looking at the, the screen like this and everything's flowing from this side and then suddenly it zooms out and then zooms back in and things are flowing from this side and you're like fuck okay uh, I didn't have to press any buttons I didn't have to go from left to right it automatically shifted right. me there but it was enough for me to be like oh my brain doesn't like this what do I do? Okay, now right. I get back into it. So it was it was interesting yeah. enough that it, it it kind of threw me out to think, what do I do? No, it's fine. Just keep going. Yeah. Right. I've cool. So yeah, unbeatable. Yeah. Really good. Um, yeah, it's I can't on remember, my list. It, uh, the demo might be called Unbeatable White Label or something like that, I think. Yes, that yeah. is correct. Cool. Yes. It's a free game yep. on Steam called Unbeatable Square Bracket. White label, mm. square bracket. I think that was kicking around. Yes, generally. yes, I think it has yeah. been. Yeah, they, they've currently got it came a out May Kickstarter 7th. going. I think as well. So yeah, mm. okay. Um, and okay. finally, um, Road ninety six. Mm. Wait, what's this? Do I Road ninety six again. A trailer which yes. pulls in thoughts of. Um, at least Firewatch in terms of sort of aesthetics. 
but is going for a kind of a story-driven, dialogue-based kind of game. And the trailer didn't sell me so much as the uh, demo. So I hadn't written Road 96 down on my list of games. After playing the demo, I absolutely want to play this game. Uh, it, it, that is so good to hear because I was the same. It's like, this seems like maybe too open-ended. I'm not sure if I'm with this. I like what they're trying to convey, but like some of the trailers I've seen seems a bit all mm-hmm. over the place, but. Okay, yeah. I'm downloading the demo. I, I mean, the case, I'm going to have to download the demo as well because I um, muted my mic so I could just play the 50-second trailer and I got, like, two-thirds of the way through and I was like, this seems like meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's when same. I, like... Obviously, I was still listening to you saying, oh, the, the demo sells it. I'm like, oh, this is a bad trailer then because th- nothing <laughs> yes. about that trailer interested yep. in me. Um, and... I yeah, so I'm, I'm like, and then meanwhile in my ear, you're like, no, 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 this is like Firewatch-esque, etc. I'm like, wait, what? No, just close this tab. Fuck this trailer. Don't finish it. Clearly it's not selling it well um, because, like, yeah, if, I know you and you wouldn't – what the trailer is selling is like – I'm going to hold back words, but I've had a couple strong beers. <laughs> No, I won't. Yeah. This looks like a dog shit narrative. That's what the trailer says. So the fact that you are saying yep. this is interesting, yep. like, is means it's not dog shit. But it definitely feels Completely. like. And and I, I think the thing that I got from the demo, and the demo did say towards the, when I finished it, it said you can replay this, and there are different things that you can do even within the demo. Um, that that kind oh, of wow. like shows you the breadth of things that are kind of happening, kind of within the game. Mm. Uh, that that the kind of the trailer suggests that it is a, a narrative game, and you, you sit in a cab with a character, and you look around the cab and see some things, and then have a conversation, and that may be a positive or negative effect. But actually, I think there's ways within this that you encounter different characters at different times. There's different routes that mm. you can kind of take. There's different things that you can kind of do, different decisions that you can make. In the demo, you end up at this gas station, you know, almost Mm -hmm. pretty quickly. And there's different ways that you can progress out of that gas station, which I would imagine then, you know, I can say I'm going to do X to leave the gas station. You can do Y to leave the gas station, and we will have completely different experiences of this game. And I think that's what the demo shows very, very well, that everyone will have different experiences with this game. It isn't just a narrative pull-through of a set path. It is a almost like play-your-own-adventure kind of thing. Um, and And I think that doesn't convey well enough across the trailer. No, because I was there with you, Ben, and like I was not convinced. It sort of looked like that cancelled Steven Spielberg element mm. alien yeah. game yeah. that starts in like yeah, but yeah, I don't know it now because perfect. Was, yeah, it definitely seems like the branching path is the thing. Like the road ninety six dot com says, like the splashes. No one's road is the mm. same, and you just. I think that's the missing thing from. Uh, pre-beat trailer like i think they didn't know how to f- sell how much choice might be involved at, at the, at the, the end of the trailers that i've seen that i can remember it, it, it does like that kind of like ticker like uh, you know goes up like these are all the permutations yeah but i different. feel like you so, that doesn't yeah but 
it, you, you kind of need to think, see. You need to see it, yeah, because you yeah. just think that's like you have that like kind of No Man's Sky feeling where it's like they say infinite worlds, and it's like it doesn't until you see it, you can't believe mm. it because it's especially for a game on this you know budget and scope. Yeah. Well, obviously the scope's huge, but like on this budget, budget and this yeah. indie game that's come out of nowhere. You, you, it feels like snake oil, and it's like you need yeah, to absolutely. see it. So. Perfect. Okay. Good. Demo. Good. Well, I'm really glad you brought that up because I would have <laughs> seen that. Like, I, I, I'm behind the E3 stuff, and I would have. Uh, I'm not even sure I would have hit play mm. on that, and if I would have, I mm. would have just walked away. So, I mean, this is PSA. This is why you play demos and don't just watch trailers. <laughs> Always. If you have the time. I'm glad demos are back now. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, because there was like a five-year period where nothing mm-hmm. had a demo. Probably it's more, got to be more. Ten years. Yeah, like ten. After like Xbox, like yeah, for like the whole of yeah. the last generation, like after Xbox Live went away, like well, not you know the mm-hmm. arcade kind of yeah, thing, yeah, indie games. So. Yeah, um, yeah. My, my quickly my takeaways are obviously mm-hmm. Metroid, New mm. Forza, right? It's incredible. I think Forza oh, Four is that- the best. Horizon 4 is the best game, racing game I've ever played. Um, Horizon 5 was on my list, but I knew Lucy would bring it up. Yes. Um, just the different biomes and going to Mexico. Like, uh, the UK one was great, but, you know, there's going to be more diversity in the biomes yes. in Mexico, so fantastic. Mm. Somerville mm. was on there. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, this, I think the biggest takeaway of the indie, yeah. the indie streams were probably better yeah, I was than just... anything else. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think it's very telling that, except for, like, the weird... So, for me, it's, like, the weird team-up between Team Ninja and Square Enix, which I didn't expect, <laughs> was the only real big game I had. I mean, Starfield was more of a, like, ah, uh, well, you can mention this, but other than that, they're all small games, sure. like... Yeah. That, that, that's yeah, a, yeah. where I'm interested. And now, uh, thanks to you two, I have more smaller <laughs> games to look Well, hopefully to. everyone yeah. has a few smaller games to look forward to. Uh, listeners, if you have games that we've missed that you are really interested in, you can get hold of us in lots of different ways at Tanked Up Cast on Twitter. Let us know what you enjoyed from E3 or also what demos you're playing from the Steam Next Fest. Uh, we'll jump back into beers very, very quickly before we round up for the episode. Okay. Uh, Lucy. Yeah. You sort of kicked us off. Yes. You, you've had three beers, Ooh. essentially. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you have a preference? Yeah. Uh, the first one doesn't mm-hmm. quite rank. Um, mm. It's a tough one. It's a okay. tough one. I mean, that's it's a good a thing, tough man. tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a good thing. And I don't want to do my, you know, famous cop out of both were great, but... Ooh. Do you want us to Come circle back? To me. back? Come back to me. Yeah, yeah circle Adam, back. We'll jump to you, then. Circle back. Ah, oh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also pretty tough. Um, I really like the Kingmaker 2021... Um, IPA, triple IPA, uh, and I also really enjoyed the Shattered Dream Mm. Nitro. Um, I think, and this might just be recency bias, I think I'm going to go with the Sirens, Shattered Dream Nitro, Imperial Breakfast Out. Um, they both were really good, they both had really interesting taste curves, etc., 
Honestly, I think what... And again, this might just be recency bias, but I think the Shattered Dream Nitro just was a little more cohesive. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. the fact that they um, clearly add... Like, the vanilla was, like, helping bind the stronger alcohol taste to the coffee and the cacao nibs uh, and... Like, like basically, the lactose, the vanilla, were helping make this sort of very coffee-ish beer taste not too coffee-ish. But, uh, but underneath, we're still having these, like, burnt – these malts were clearly burnt coffee tasting, and they weren't just the coffee that – you know, the nitro, whatever. It was just like, oh, I can tell these notes are from the malts. And they're stitching really well. Like, I think the whole thing just... All of the tastes were working really well together throughout the beginning, middle, and end of the of the taste. And I could sort of... If I was... Because I was focusing on it, I could tell kind of... I'm pretty sure this tasting note, this note is from this and not that. Like, the, from the cacao versus the coffee versus the actual beer... Uh, you know those types of things, but overall, it just everything was just such so smooth and so well stitched together, while not being like glut mm. glutted. Like mm. yeah, I could, I could tell the difference. I could see that this was a nuanced beer. I could appreciate the sweetness and the vanilla bringing things up without just making it kind of messy sweet. And so I think it's just like I said, the, the layers being there but also knitted together, I think that's why I like the siren a little more. Just It, it had had a lot going on, but it never felt okay, busy, cool. I guess. It felt very like nice. clear. Hmm. Um, I, I think for me it's a difficult one as well, but because both beers felt a little bit underwhelming this week, um, mm. I think I'd go Same. with the track, uh, Broken Clouds. Okay. Um, I, yeah. I, it's, it's not a it's a double IPA more on that earthy stewed fruits kind of side rather than the juice bomby sweet mm. side. But for me, the new Bristol milkshake IPA just fell a little bit too flat. So it tried to be milkshake IPA. It wasn't quite a milkshake IPA. It tried to have these tropical fruits to it. They didn't come through too much. It had coconut in it. That was a bit more overpowering and left this kind of not fantastic kind of creamy sort of taste at the end like just didn't gel very well as a as a beer whereas the broken cloud not broken clouds mm. yeah broken clouds uh the broken clouds it, it, it was a beer and it, and it hit those kind of notes all the way through and yes it was a little bit more earthy and, and lent more into that sort of side of things um but i think it was maybe a little bit more well made than the um new bristol the boogie below which was the Milkshake IPA. So right. it is the track, Gold Top, uh, Broken Clouds for me this nice. week. Okay. Uh, Lucy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I want to see more from track. Mm. Like, I don't know if it's like they didn't quite, you know, fall in step with the pandemic as, you know, like mm. some other breweries did and like getting their stuff more out there but I, I've not seen no I haven't either recently. I haven't especially it, and this is this is why I picked this up mm. because it's the first track I've seen for a little while mm-hmm. mm. yeah because what theirs is probably one of the last breweries I visited yeah. before the pandemic when I went to Manchester late 2019 but um, 
yeah, because I I've really enjoyed their beer, so yeah, I might look into them, see see if they do like national delivery or something, see if I can mm. find them a bit more. But um, yeah, I've decided um, both fantastic beers. Like I'd have them both again in the same night, yeah. you know. Um, just in an odd way, they're just perfectly complementing mm. each other, having like a slightly more refreshing sour, and then later on into the evening having like a uh, it was a dipper but it didn't take it takes like an 8.5% beer to be honest but um yeah I think because linear phase and equilibrium th- their beers are tasting a mm-hmm. bit samey mm. I think I'm going to give it to the purple pros because I think it may be the first grim beer that I've mm. had um as far as I can remember or can tell but, and yeah Really solid. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure it's harder to make a palatable sour ale than it is to make a double <laughs> IPA. Um, mm, that's fair. And yeah, and I think you know, just if this could be like aged, it, it would taste, as I say, not quite on par with like some of the best lambic beers out there. But it's it's it, it's knocking on their door. It's it, it's really good. It's really good. I, I think it's because I have like some Camtheon downstairs I actually bought last week. I think that's why. And it's like, I've had some of Pastore's yeah. beers recently, which I'm really impressed with as well. Mm. Um, I think that's why it's not, I'm not quite as hyped about it, but it is a fantastic beer. Um, yeah, just, just the freshness, that tartness, the getting all that fruit. It's, it's like, there's no compromise. I'd love to know how many kilograms mm. of fruit that they put in it. And, yeah, just just a really good sour nice. ale. So, yeah, I'm going to perfect. Nice. perfect. Uh, so <laughs> they are our beers. They are the games that we have played and those that we have picked from E3 this week. Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, you can get us at Tanked Up Cast, as I mentioned, over on the socials or Out of Lives Net on most of the socials too. You can go to outoflives.net to see the backlog of all the podcasts or listen to other podcasts that we put up uh, this next act which is the comedy podcast which adult produces has started up again so that is back in your podcast service of choice or on outoflives.net if you want to look at it there as well plus all of the articles that we put out there's some stuff coming on our youtube page as well from lucy and i all about the last of us part two which is coming up in the next couple of weeks oh yeah i'm stoked for that. so we'll be putting that up very soon you need to play the game first sir it, it spoils it does <laughs> you need to play it does the first spoil game. a little bit so play the game first <laughs> um you can get me at over underscore 47 lucy is juicy loose nine adel is at the omniarch if you're watching us on twitch thank you very much for joining us this evening hit that follow subscribe button if you've got some spare change to throw our way if you're watching us on youtube or an amazon prime subscription where you can s- s- sub to us for free if you're on youtube share with a friend that's the best way to get us out there and to expand the conversation you can also join us in our discord that is linked on our twitter page too yeah, we're not asking you to share it with your best friend. Maybe just one you haven't spoken exactly. to in like several years. And hey, I've, okay I've, I've, exactly. Bridges, I've seen yeah. you. I've seen you've shared <laughs> craft beers before. Listen to this I podcast. I mean, also if oh, yeah, you know, we haven't spoken for years, it's fine. <laughs> Listen to these guys. Share yeah. the pod. Review the pod. If you see the vod, comment on it on YouTube. It helps the engagement algorithms. Blah blah. Basically, the things you can do helps us reach more people. Helps us 
continue doing this thing, which you apparently enjoyed at least today. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Perfect. A lovely note to finish out on. For this week, we've been tanked up. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ciao www.outoflives.net